Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty at number 79. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Ice Man. And number 79. Who was number 79? Uh, good luck. I can't think of a damn one. Seriously? Come on, man. Center, played for Ottawa, Islanders. Yeah, right. I can go. I have no idea. Right in the time, seriously, right in the time when we were all watching hockey like mad motherfuckers. Oh, uh, uh, Messier? No. 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 Alexi Yash. Uh, oh, yeah. I even think he was the captain in Ottawa for a while, I think. I'm not sure. I know... I think it was a high draft pick. He played fucking 13, 14 years, so, I mean, he had a pretty decent career there. I think he, I think he had over 300 goals, so not Hall of Fame, but respectable. The respe- uh, the res- well, I say it's a respectable Hall of Fame, but then you make it a Hall of Fame. The Hall of Respectable? No, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't, he doesn't... We could start it. <laughs> he doesn't have the, you know, 500 goals. That's pretty much a guaranteed. You just punched your ticket into the Hall of Fame. Uh... Basically a helper, not a playmaker type of thing. Yeah. A Scotty Pippen, not a Jordan. Yeah. So, yeah, that's who I got for 79. I know uh, once we get in the 80s, y'all are going to go nuts with the wide receivers. Yeah. I'm not going to go nuts. There's only one number 80, but anyways. Uh, 80s. The 80s. <laughs> Do you not hear that ass on there? Jesus, are we starting already? <laughs> it's only because I love you, Rich. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So today, uh, the whole sexual harassment is now uh, hit. It, it is now hit uh, the NFL Network, and who Donovan McNabb, Warren Sapp, Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor. Oh yeah. Yes. Heath Evans. Damn. So. Yeah, all those guys now in the uh, uh, spend until further notice. We'll be fucking up my Sunday morning. Marshall, you could always count on Marshall Falk to have a suit louder than Michael Irvin's. But <laughs> yeah, and, and then Marshall Falk apparently is in the take it out and beat it club. Okay, so which I still didn't, I still didn't know that was a thing. I'm still amazed by that every time I hear it. I mean, I, I don't know guess. if that's like a baller move. If I should respect that, or like, all right, if that's so, the ultimate creepdom. So here's here's the details on it. All right, Jamie Cantor, 51 year old former wardrobe stylist for the network, has leveled accusations against well, a whole lot of people. Uh, I mean, just to go over the list again because we missed one or two. Obviously, Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, Warren Sapp, McNabb, Heath Evans, Eric Davis. And Eric Weinberger, Eric Weinberger being a executive producer for the uh, NFL Network. Now, what she says, uh, what she claims happened was with Falk, uh, he asked invasive questions about sex, such as favorite sex position, whether she liked oral sex, whether she dated black men. As time went on, Mr. Falk became more aggressive, such as inviting plane up to his hotel room, stroking and pulling out his genitals in front of her, pointing to his crotch and asking plaintiff, when are you going to get on this already? He also 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a hell of a pickup line. Get on your knees and get on it. He also pinned, played a, he also, uh, she claims that he pinned her against the wall demanding oral sex while he pulled his pants down. Ike Taylor sent plaintiff, sex, plaintiff sexually inappropriate pictures of himself in a nude video while <laughs> masturbating in the shower. Taylor's like, look at this. Warren Sapp came into the restroom while plaintiff was preparing clothes and urinated in front of her when she screamed at him to get out. Sapp said, sorry, mama, but your office shouldn't be in our shitter. Sapp is also accused of giving a woman sex toys for Christmas three years in a row. Okay. Doing Matt Lauer. That's a Matt Lauer. Move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donovan McNabb supposedly sent text messages to plaintiff asking if she was a squirter and telling her she looked like the kind of girl that squirted when getting fucked. Heath Evans supposedly sent nude pics of himself to her. Eric Davis supposedly groped, grabbed, and made sexually charged comments to her. And Eric Weinberger, the executive for the NFL Network, supposedly sent nude pics and graphic text messages, including telling plaintiff she should be getting fucked every day. Now, uh, well, I mean, it's it's all provable shit if it's really going on. Uh, now, she says that she complained about the conduct of her fellow co-workers, but rather than address the issue, she was fired last year and replaced with a 30-year-old. <clears throat> all right. Um, just to get the facts out there, she's a 51-year-old woman. Um, good luck trying to find me. You might be able to find pictures of her online now. Now that the accusations have been out for a day or so, but the only one I could find when I did the research on this was uh, it, it looks like like a picture someone took like in uh, like I don't know uh, cafeteria wherever she was working. So um, I mean, might as well just fucking jump into the to the misogyny both fucking feet because you know anything that doesn't cater to females is misogynistic these days. Uh, she's a good looking woman for fifty one. I don't know if I'm gonna by the everybody in the fucking she can't work someplace without everybody working there wanting to fuck her. I don't think she's all that. Uh, I do think that it's interesting that she makes a bunch of claims that yeah, should be easy to back up between text, pictures and video, she should have an open and shut case, right? You would think. I mean, you would think, but at the same time, if all of this was going on, how come she didn't report every instance? How come it's all coming out at once? She says she did. And that she was fired and replaced with a 30-year-old female. Now, on three different articles, I'm assuming this is from one quote from her. Well, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say it's all from one quote. But she made a point to to point out that she was replaced with a 30-year-old. Now, read into that what you will. Seems to me that wouldn't really fucking matter if I was being sexually harassed and had a mountain worth of evidence behind me. First of all, why would I go to the media? Why wouldn't I contact a lawyer right off the bat? Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if if all of this was going on, I mean all of it, she has a whole lot of things that she's accusing. <clears throat> and none of this was being handled. And she was, quote, really offended. Why didn't she get a lawyer? And then she got fired? Well, I mean, dude, I, here's, here's, the, here's the issue. Here's the deal with this shit. We can't question anything she does, period. You have a penis. Chris, you have a penis. I have a penis. We're not allowed to question anything she does. We're not allowed to point out fallacies in her story or or holes in her story. We're not allowed to do any of that. Not in polite society. This ain't polite society. So let's get in on this bitch right now. 
This is my. This is where. I, this is what I'm getting at. You're telling me you have fucking text, videos, and pictures of people who work for the NFL Network. One dude jerking off in his fucking shower. Another dude fucking stroking his shit, talking about when you're gonna get it, gonna get on it. You have an executive from the network sending nude pics and graphic text messages, and you went to HR and you showed it to them, and they fired you. Why do I think that this is a little convenient that she's coming out now? Because I just don't buy that she wouldn't have contacted a lawyer the minute they made her clear out her her, her office and leave. If you have that rock solid of evidence, why are you sitting on it? Who, who this sounds a, a lot like uh, uh, almost an extortion case that went wrong. Who's the, uh, was she a reporter or just a sideline cheerleader that Brett Favre got caught? Or got accused of sending dick pics to? Jen Sturger. Okay. Now, it wasn't a day or so after that story broke that supposed, the, the supposed dick pics of fucking Brett Favre were all over the internet. So you're telling me that none of this mountain of, of digital evidence has been leaked, has been hacked, has been presented to a court yet? Has been taken to a prosecutor? None of it? I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and the articles that are talking about it the most and go into the most detail are TMZ articles. Why would you go to TMZ with something like this? Why wouldn't you go to like, oh, I don't know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox. A, a lawyer. Major, a major news network. First of all, yeah, that's the thing. So she was fired last year and you're doing something in about about it, let's say she was fired on the 31st of December last year. It is, and I'm just, I have no idea what day she was fired or when she was fired in the year. Just says she was fired in 2016. So you've waited almost a year, a full 365 days to come forward with all this mountain of evidence. What are you afraid of? I don't know, but there's one picture that's out on her. Just one. Yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, this is. This is the society we live in now, all right? I mean, she just dropped one, two, three, four, five, six, seven accusations on seven people, and I mean, what if I? Okay, unless I was in it for a, a payday, if I was her, I'd have went right to a lawyer. Here's my evidence. Here's video. Here's text. Here's fucking pictures they sent me, and I'd have dumped that all on some some fucking editor at some fucking major news network's desk with my lawyer in tow. And been like, release it all. Take all the doubt out of everybody's mind. What is the point of holding that shit back? Please, talk, talk, guys. Tell me, what is the point of holding that, all that evidence back? Please, someone fucking say something. No, I, I can't because I, I, I would. Chris brought this up, and when I heard about it, I, I have. It's, it's gotten to where you said, Rich. Ex, I mean, you should be Iceman this week because you did call this. You know, uh, just accusations flying everywhere. There's no evidence that's been produced. There's no, you know, there's nothing that's being said other than, hey, this is what happened. No statements have been made other than, well, it's an investigation. Okay. She's claiming she's got a lot of pictures. I, 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 Marshall I, Fox hog. All right, let's go. I'm saying I, I have zero doubt that this all happened. But what I'm trying to say is, 
is if this happened over a period of time and she got offended the first time it happened, this should have been a case a long time fucking ago. Well, well, the thing that's being thrown around though right now, Iceman, with all of these is the environment is right now. It's 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 more conducive. Women are or they're feeling more comfortable now to do it. That is the narrative being spun. I and I ain't buying it. It's the boy who called wolf. Now every single woman, whether she went along with the joke, whether she in, induced the joke. Whether it wasn't a joke at all and she was playing it up and just sucking it in and loving all the attention. Now she has all this mountain of fucking evidence and goes, who's going to pay me? Who's going to pay me? Nobody? Lawsuit. I have been harassed. And and you, and you can't dispute it. That's the other thing, Rich. You, al- you always talk about the accusations and that's true. However, in this case, she has a mountain of fucking evidence and you can't dispute it. Where now, is the, dis- the, dis- the evidence? I'm sure she has it, though. She I'm better? sure she has it. For her sake, she better. Right. And if she does, because, I mean, these are very specific, you know, things. Very specific accusations. It's not, he looked at me, he touched me, he, it, it's nothing like that. It's, he sent me this, he, he texted me this, and emailed me that. Which will prove everything else she said about everybody else. That all being said, though, dude... What's going to be overlooked is why is it all being presented at once? Because, yeah, this is a year after but she's been fired, okay? So I'm, I'm not even going to get to that point. Why wasn't it presented when it occurred? And because it's more conducive, it's more accepted, they feel more comfortable. No, it's a fucking money orgy. And every woman's on board. Well, in every facet, in sports, in politics, in acting, every woman that has any picture of anybody famous is going to get paid now. I'm going to tell I'm this is this is where I'm at with this shit. All right. When the accusations are he said, she said, who the fuck knows? It, it really is just, it, at that point, it's based on who you want to believe. Because there's no other, if, a, a he said, she said situation, if there's no physical evidence, if there's no text, if there's no pictures, there's no video, there's no nothing, it's one person's word against another person's word. And, that, it, and no matter... How you pretty it up, no matter what you put on it, what kind of bow and, and, and little clothes you dress it up in, it is who do you want to believe. If you want to believe the woman, then the guys are guilty. If you want to believe the guys, then the woman's full of shit. The difference here is, according to her, there is a ton of physical evidence. Why that's not been put out public, but all these allegations have, I don't know. Her her lawyer probably said don't do it because then they can counter sue for defamation of character. Just How because he he they gave it to her doesn't give her the right to go give it to everybody else. Probably. The, the problem is is she doesn't produce it. If I'm one of those guys and she claims that she had if I am let, let me just break it down for you. Okay. If I'm Ike Taylor and she says that she has naked pictures of me plus a video of me nude jerking off in the shower, and she never produces it, I'm suing the fuck out this bitch for liable, for slander, and any other fucking thing I can think of. Right, but here's the thing. I I'm think sending she this has bitch it. home to go live with her 80-something-year-old fucking family members, poor and destitute. How dare you, bitch? But so, here's the thing, Rich. I really, I, I think she does have it. 
because that's extremely specific. So what is the point of not releasing the proof? Well, I'm sure in a court of law, she's going to have to release it. But to go out to the public, that's just a defamation of character suit. How is that defamation of character? They did it. Defamation of character is claiming you did something you didn't. I understand, but she, the lawyer probably gave her some, you know, rules and shit. Look, you don't want to look like you're, you're, you know, bent. You don't want to look like you're out to hurt them. You have this. It, it's great evidence. Keep this. We'll give it to the judge type of thing. My point is, dude, is it's not if she has it or doesn't have it. Like I said, because of how specific she says these things are, I think she has it. But the problem we're having in today's society, like Chris said, is it's comfortable for women to come out and, and acceptable for women to come out and say, I have been harassed. Here's my proof. If a woman, any woman, has any picture, recording, video, text message of anybody famous, anybody across the spectrum of famous, they're going to get paid now. Regardless of whether it was a harassment suit or they actually just wanted to fuck them because they were famous. They can get paid for that now. And that's the problem they're going to face. Then you know what? They never need call me for jury duty for any of these things. Because they're going to dismiss me the minute they fucking say, so how do you feel? Where's the pictures? Excuse me? Where's the pictures? I'm sorry, could you repeat yourself? One more time for the simple lawyer back there. Where's the fucking pictures? I, I said the same thing with this shit with Al Franken. All right. The women are coming out accusing him. Oh, I was taking a picture with him at the state fair in Minnesota, and he put his hand on my breast while we took the picture. Okay, where's the pictures? <clears throat> Where are the fucking pictures? Why can no one produce any evidence? No one. Besides, I said this happened. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm get That's my thing. All right? I'm sorry. Don't really give a fuck that this offends people. You are not guilty in this country until you are proven guilty. And it's amazing. People I know who have said that all their lives are now saying, because they side with these women, well, the, a court of law doesn't matter. OJ wasn't convicted, and we know he killed those people. Michael Jackson wasn't convicted, and we know he fucked them children. Okay. But I guarantee you if someone said they had video of Michael Jackson butt-fucking a 12-year-old, that hit the internet... You can't keep naked pictures of yourself from people who want to find them. So you're telling me that this shit, nothing's leaked on this? Here's the bitch of the situation. I think a lot of guys are in the, in the same predicament I'm in, but they don't feel comfortable speaking up. So I'm just going to speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person that feels this way. I want to believe all these women. I want to believe that, that people don't just go, Oh, I'm going to jump on a bandwagon and ruin people's careers and lives for the chance of a payday down the road. My problem is, is that if this wasn't a movement that had so much support and it wasn't something that everybody could jump on and turn and twist and turn into somehow it is affecting them, even though they're not the victim of harassment or assault, sexual assault. That would be one thing, but, but since it is that, you're going to have opportunists that fucking come out of the woodwork. All right? And it's not, the, the problem is, is that there's, 
there's really bad math being thrown around by people who have no idea what they're talking about. You know, oh, it's only like one or two percent of 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 accusations are 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 false. Really? What's the conviction fucking? What's what's the conviction rate on rape? Oh, well, that's because the standards are too high. Oh, so we should we should lower the standards and throw more people in prison based solely on another person's word. This is the road you have to go down, and this is a road no one wants to go down because so many people, when they hear the, especially with this issue. They just want to talk about how it makes them feel and how angry they are. They don't want to put their feelings and their their anger or whatever aside and look at it from a rational, logical point of view. They don't want to do that. And that's part of the issue here. Okay. Look, a 50-year-old one woman who is in the fashion industry, she's a wardrobe stylist at the NFL Network, gets fired. Supposedly, she was fired because she went to executives and said, I have proof that we're not just talking current on-air talent. We're talking former on-air talent. How long has it been since Warren Sapp, Donovan McNabb, and Eric Davis were on the NFL Network? Oh, it's been a minute because <laughs> they're on ESPN now. Didn't Donovan it? McNabb get fired when he has DUI? I, it was either him or Warren Sapp. One of those two got fired. I think it was Warren Sapp. But, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Guys, we're talking, this, these are accusations that go back at least a couple of years. At least. Let's say two, three years. So you've been sitting on this evidence this entire time? And you've been, you've been I, that's waiting? That's what I was trying to tell you, Rich. And Chris brings up that, and, and he's, it's true. It's not something he thinks. It's the truth. Women are feeling more accepted and saying I was harassed, and it's more uh, profitable, if you will. Now, people believe you and go, "Okay, here you go. Here's your settlement." Earl, I don't care how unacceptable it is for me to come forward and say I've been sexually harassed. If you sent me a video of your mongoloid-looking ass jerking off in the shower, you best believe that shit's posted on a fucking public fucking website, and I'm de- I'm just handing out the link to anyone who asked for it. Fuck No, I, I got that. But it's Come on, that's not what, dude. Come on. That, no. yeah, she's afraid she wasn't going to be believed and she's got that type of evidence? That doesn't... Nope. Next. Doesn't hold water. I'm not playing that game. So, no, dig in the it's, dirt for it's another... It's not review. that. It's not that, Rich. It's... Back in, back in the day, when women came forward and says, I was sexually harassed, it, like... Okay, for example, Mike Tyson... When he got put uh, in prison for rape, everybody, you know, that woman could not go anywhere because she was um, uh, a super pageant model person going to Mike Tyson's room two o'clock in the fucking morning. What did you think was going to happen? They're going to read the Bible. Well, I'm just, I wanted to tell you, Earl, it's just because, trust me, it's not the smartest move, but there shouldn't be an expectation if you go to somebody's room at two in the morning, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even going to argue that point with you. If you go to a famous guy's room at two o'clock in the morning, you're, you're not going to sit down and have fucking milk and cookies. Just saying. Look, it doesn't matter what was expected. No one by law has any right to anything. I don't care what time she showed up at his hotel room. There are other 
more glaring holes in that story than what time she showed up at his hotel room. That's just the sexy issue. That's the issue that's going to get guys like you, Earl, to come out and say what you said. And that's going to give these women who are looking for any opportunity to pounce on guys like you the opening to jump in and say, oh, so he's entitled to sex because she showed up in his hotel room at 2.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning? That just shows you how toxic masculinity is. Boom. You fell for the trap. (laughs) That's all it is, dude. Dude, don't think that these fucking people, and I'm not talking about the people. Here's the very bitch of this situation, this entire clusterfuck. The people involved, the harassers, the harassed, the people who fucking knew about it, turned a blind eye, whatever. They're the quietest people once they fucking get their side of the story out. It's everybody else finding a way to make it about them, make it about their pet peeve, make it about their cause. Jesus Christ, I heard someone fucking go off about Harvey Weinstein. Of all his accusers, what, only one or two of them were black women? So he's racist because he would... And I'm like, are you seriously (laughs) making the argument that a sexual predator is racist because he didn't sexually harass black women enough for you and yes that article was and i was like i'm done these people are out of their fucking minds does that make does that make did that make jeffrey dahmer a self-hating racist because he only killed and ate black men does that make him a, a a heterophobe because he only chopped up gay guys and ate them yes this is the nonsense that surrounds this fucking these stories that is bullshit and it distracts us from having, it distracts us from being able to get down to the true nitty gritty dirt of these fucking stories. The fact is, I don't care how scared she was of, oh, blowback might happen. If you have hardcore fucking evidence, then let, then you know what, Miss Jamie Cantor, you're a cautionary tale. You are an example of what not to do. You don't sit on it for years and years and years until you're comfortable coming forward. When you have hardcore physical evidence, you don't even go to their supervisors, you go to the police. I guarantee you, any three of us start sending videos of us in the shower with our doughy asses fucking pounding off to some fucking random female coworker, we're going to be sitting in front of a goddamn fucking police officer in a fucking interrogation room with him going, you fucked up. You know that, right? <laughs> you, know, you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> and when we go, what are you talking about? Hit play. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready. Hit play. Boom. End of fucking story. All right. So if it did happen, yeah, that's fucked up. And they don't need to be on the fucking NFL network and whatever, dig up their dead fucking ancestors and butt fuck them and piss in their mouths, whatever the fuck is we're supposed to do these days, because this is an unforgivable sin, all right? How dare, how dare a a guy fucking, so you like it doggy style? Oh, that's it. He needs to be put to death. Apparently, that's where we're at in society, so so fucking be it. But let's be honest here. Why were you sitting on that for fucking years? Because you were looking for an opportunity to cash in? I mean, dude, seven people, including an executive? I, you have hardcore proof on? Bullshit. You go to the police. You don't, first of all, you don't go to a lawyer. You go to the police. 
I'm being sexually harassed and assaulted. Here is physical proof of that. Excuse me, sir. I'm being harassed. On top of that, you really want to get down to it? I'm pretty sure she can afford a smartphone that can record audio and video. Why the fuck wasn't she rolling that anytime she was alone in a room with one of these guys? They've already proven that they will fucking overstep bounds. Boundaries mean nothing to them. By sending nude pictures and pictures of them beating off and video of them beating off and etc. etc. I mean, come on, dude. At a certain point, look, if you live in Detroit and you and you go to bed and you leave every window and, and door open and unlocked and you get robbed, am I supposed to fucking feel sorry for you? I mean, hey, right. leaving your keys in the leaving your keys in the ignition and the car unlocked. Yeah, you distorted real bad on that. I, I I didn't hear what you said. I said leaving the keys in the ignition and the car unlocked. Exactly. You know what you you Why do that leave shit. Leave it running too. When it, it, okay, okay. Because I know a few people who pulled this trick in my lifetime. They got full coverage. They can't afford the note no more. So they take their car. They take it down into Detroit. And they park it on a fucking street and they leave the car the keys in it. They leave it unlocked. They come back in a couple hours. The car is gone. They call the police. My car was stolen. They report it. When the police recover the car, well, there's no signs of forced entry. There's no sign that anybody did anything to the steering column. Hmm. That's called insurance fraud. That's the that's a crime. You committed a crime by doing that and trying to collect on it. All right. I'm sorry, dude. Maybe it's maybe I'm different, and maybe most of the women I know are different. But I don't know many women who would sit on a mountain of physical evidence, lay back in the cut, and wait for years and years and years for just the right opportunity. Here, here's the issue, Rich. Prove her wrong. If she has this evidence, if she even has a picture, one fucking picture that she claims she has, then that person who sent that picture is in deep shit. Everybody else, what proof do you have? That's I'm just how saying, good, how do you prove her wrong? Law, if, she has, if she has works. the evidence. If she has the evidence then I get the feeling that there's going to be quite a few people who used to work for the NFL network who are going to be on probation. I don't think you can go to fucking prison for sending naked pictures of yourself yet. Give it a year or two. <laughs> Mark it down. Wiener. Anthony Wiener. 12, well, that's because he sent it to a fucking minor. We're recording on the 13th of December on 2017. Guarantee you in a couple years, you will be able to, if you send a nude picture and she says she didn't want it, your ass will go to jail for it because that's where we're heading. Now, here's my question. What happens if this fucking goes forward to trial and none of this physical evidence ever comes out? All these guys' fucking reputations and careers are ruined. Yep. And she said she has this mountain of evidence against them, yet none of it ever comes out. And and I don't mean in some lawyer shit. I don't mean like they present it to the court and then someone appe- you know, no, I, I you know, I this evidence is fruit from the tainted tree or whatever fucking bullshit law and order fucking hang 'em high McCoy bullshit they pull that doesn't. I'm talking if she never produces evidence, if they ask her lawyer well, where was all this fucking these texts and the pictures and the video, I don't know. She never showed it to me. So what happens then? Why are we not talking about what happens then? Why are we not talking about what happens if, if some of these fucking... It's not the really story you're telling fucking, right now. Why aren't we ha- having a discussion about, about harsher... You want harsher sentences for this type of shit? I'm for that. 
I don't send my dick to anybody who's, I've never, first of all, I've never sent a dick pic, period. So I ain't worried about that. Second of all, yeah, I'm for harsher sentences. I'm also for just as harsh a sentence for fucking false accusations. You make an accusation that could have put a man away for five to ten, and it gets fucking brought out to light that that was a false accusation, you do five to ten. You take his spot. Problem solved. Oh, oh, but you can't because that'll discourage people from coming forward. Well, no, actually, it'll probably make people come forward when they have rock-solid proof and evidence of what's going on. It takes the he said, she said bullshit out of the fuck, out of the equation. But it, it does, but it doesn't, Rich. Because, like I said before, you can't tell me, even if she has these pictures and videos, you can't tell me that these were unsolicited. She's going to tell you that. The court, the court case is all about it. See, but I can tell you that because I can go by what most guys I know do, have done. Most guys I know, they don't ask if you want a dick pic. They don't ask for this. They don't ask that shit. They just fucking send it. Whereas with us, shit out. Boom. Whereas us, oh, we better, we have to ask. <laughs> How many times have you just gotten a text message, reached over, opened it up, been like, oh, shit, that's some spread brown eye action from Lisa at work, and I didn't even ask about it. Never. <laughs> ain't never fucking yeah. happened, not once. Zero. Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. You really want me to drag in your fucking... Uh, yeah, Mr. Go on Facebook and say, I need titty pictures. Send them to me. You asked. I saw it. Don't act like you did. <laughs> the, not, 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 from, not from this chick. Anyway, either way, dude, here's the thing. My, my whole problem with this, because like I said, it's across the world. It's across sports, acting, everywhere. Politics. You can't prove it, you, you since I've joined this podcast, Rich, have been all about context. You can't prove the context of why this picture is sent, why this video was taken. Unless you're like Donald Trump and speak into a hot mic unknowingly, you're not going to get it. Well, dude, so what? she has these pictures, she has this video, but there's no way you you have no collaboration of what happened before, during, or after those pictures were sent. You know, she could have been flirting with them, you know, in the in the bathroom, in the makeup room, at home. You know, she could have been flirting with them for years. And, you know, it just became a, a thing. Hey, you know, let me get there. Let me get in that. Here, look at this. Hey, I was thinking about you in the shower. And, and now that, you know, it, it's it's widely accepted to come out and say I was harassed and get paid. Well, you know what it now needs to be widely... Now she has this mountain of fucking proof. You know what it needs to be widely accepted to do? It needs to be widely accepted to fucking press charges. Because I hear a lot of accusations and I don't hear a lot of fucking uh, bracelets being put on people. But I see a lot of fucking people losing their careers over accusations. Over hearsay. And that's bullshit, dude. That's not the fucking country that we live in. That's not the law of the country. I'm sorry that 51% of the people in this country are harassed, but you don't get to fucking change almost 250 years of law because of that. It doesn't work that fucking way, and we're letting it. Why? Because we've been fucking maneuvered into a corner to where we can't say anything. And when I say we, I mean anybody male or female, who goes, wait a minute, I have a question. Stop victim shaming. Put your hand down. How dare you? That's what you hear these days. Fuck 
that. You want me to prove I didn't do something? What's one of the first things they teach you when you learn a scientific method? You can't prove a negative. How the fuck am I supposed to prove I didn't do something? It, the burden of proof isn't on the accused. It's on the accuser. That's what's lost in all this. That's what pisses me off. If these guys are guilty, nail them to the fucking wall by their balls. I don't care. But I'm not going to sit here and turn off my fucking turn my back and a blind eye to fucking basic rights in this country and the law. Because you know why? No one's going to turn a blind eye for anybody else in any other situation. Yeah, Rich, but that's just it. If she does pr- produce this in a court of law or in negotiations, she's oh going to get paid. Dude, the pictures are going to go away. First of all, if she's going to get paid, she's, then it, we'll never fucking see it. It'll be a settlement of some sort. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. And you're saying the burden of proof is on the accusers. If she has the pictures, like Al Franken, dude, there's a picture of him about to grab a, a service woman's breasts. And there's right? pictures of there's pictures of him actually actually grabbing Joy Behar's tit on the red carpet, and there's another picture of Joy Behar grabbing Robin Williams' dick. You can clearly see she's got a hold of his junk, his gear through his pants, and no one fucking said anything. I'm right? saying he didn't though, grab her. He didn't grab her tits in those in that picture. He's not making contact with her fucking breast. She's wearing a goddamn flak vest, for fuck's sake. All right. I got you, was- man. But you're saying burden of proof. There are pictures that people have. Okay. And if she has yeah, any what- of these pictures that she has, says she has, then she has the proof. Too many okay? ifs in that sentence for me, dude. Too many motherfucking ifs. Where are they at? Well, it just broke, bro. It just broke. No, Give it, it time. Just Let's break. see if she produces it. Warren Sapp, Donovan McNabb, and Eric Davis haven't been on the NFL Network for years. It didn't just break. The story just that, broke, but what happened did not just fucking happen. She well, sat on shit. Why? And you're going to tell me because she wasn't comfortable coming forward with rock-solid proof? Then you know what? That's obstructing justice. That's I'm knowing, with you. That's knowing for a fact that I killed somebody and you keep your mouth shut. You're going to prison, same as me, boy. I totally agree with you. But it, it just—it's gonna piss me off if she has these pictures, because boom, now they're guilty and we're gonna nail them, or she, or they're gonna have to settle it, and that's bullshit. Because how do we know that it wasn't unsolicited? How do we know the whole story? We'll never know. So you got pictures of men's dicks. Okay, and there's no way to know this entire story. No, there's not. And that's just like the Jen Sturger, Brett Favre thing. Okay, she throws the accusation out there. He sent me unsolicited dick pics. Those pics leaked. They're all over the internet within like hours of the fucking accusation. Well, a day or two. Excuse me, let me stop exaggerating. A day or two. At least that's when I first saw him. All right, besides going, that's all you're packing, Brett? Damn, sorry about your luck. The next thing I thought was, wait a minute. If I'm seeing these pictures, why aren't police seeing these pictures? And why haven't police already seen these pictures? Who leaked these pictures? Did she leak them? If it was offensive, if you were being harassed, he should have been arrested. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, but the, but then what she what happens? A few months later, she's posing nude. 
Well, not just everybody, that. I, I and everybody goes, thought, hold on, hold on, because this is this is this is the, this is the cherry on top of this. And then when people had the you know oh I don't know common sense to go well, wait a minute if you didn't want to be harassed and you didn't want to be in the spotlight like this and blah 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 why are you now posing nude cashing in on the fact that he sent you dick pics right. huh how dare you don't slut shame her okay so all criticisms out the window when it's your cause you can't criticize someone's pet cause fuck that <laughs> fuck them they're out of the conversation because i'm not too i'm not going to play that game dude the, the only thing I, I thought of when I when I heard about Brett Favre after going, oops, was, is that why he played so long? Was he paying her off to keep it private? <laughs> then he finally got to the point where he's like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, fuck you, Brett, give me my money. <laughs> well, look, I mean, here's, here's, here's the bottom line as far as what's going to happen or as what has happened. Okay, they're out. Their careers are over at the NFL Network. It doesn't matter if it only if this is this is as far as it goes. It does not matter if this never sees the inside of a courtroom. It never sees the inside of a a, 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 a fucking lawyer's office. It's over. It's done with. These guys' careers are over. This is the world we now live in. So, I, what do you say? What do you say? There's nothing you can say, dude. There's nothing you can say. If if and, and the only thing you can do is go, wow, that's horrible that that happened to that woman, and move the fuck on. Because anything else is is wrong, apparently. And I mean, I, folks, all five listeners that we have, you really want you got an hour to kill. Google the, the articles about this story from people who have nothing to do with this story, have nothing to do with sports, have nothing to do with any of this, and watch how they make it about themselves in every single fucking article. Watch how it's turned back to their pet fucking their pet their pet issue. And then tell me this is how we need to fight this is how we're gonna move forward as a society. This is a good this is a good idea. Because I'm to the point where it's like, I don't even see why men and women work together anymore then. If, 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 if Good morning, fellow co-worker. I mean, if men are just so horrible, then have a separate entrance and, and, and exit for them and have a separate entrance and exit for the women and put a big fucking support wall in the middle of it with no windows and no doors and let them fucking work on opposite sides of the fucking building. Because I mean, there's supposedly- some bastards. And I mean, because because here's the deal: if if men are as fucking evil and horrible as they're being painted to be, they're gonna say it's gonna turn into prison on the men's side in about fucking five minutes. There's gonna be people fucking holding down other people, butt fucking people, because we can't control our sexual urges for more than five minutes. Hey, pass me that fucking swing line stapler. I'm gonna knock this motherfucker's teeth out so he can suck my dick all night and not bite it. I mean, that's just science. So I, I, dude, I, I, I'm almost to the point where a new accusation comes out, and I go, and what do you want? What do you want done about it? You don't want to go to court. You don't have enough evidence to go to court. You've ruined his fucking career and his life. 
what more do you want? You want a payday? Well, you just got him fired from how his pay is how he collects a paycheck. So what, 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 show me what you want. Where do, where does this, where does this end? And guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. It, it's not going to get better. This isn't going away. Eventually, an accusation no. will come out against a very high-profile athlete who's in, in his prime, at the top of his game, and is playing right now. And then we're going to see where the rubber meets the road. Maybe in Cleveland. Maybe he has a Nike contract. Maybe he's in the league Suze 18. We don't know. I'm just saying, you want to see how serious this shit is and how serious people take this shit? Let it be someone like Aaron Rodgers. I was going to say somebody this is probably the least likely, and that would be the shocker. How about Steph Curry? Okay. Oh, Jesus. Right. Mr. Nice Guy likes to pull it out and beat it. Well, hang on, guys, because this has already happened to high-profile people in their prime. Tiger Woods. It wasn't uh, harassment. That was just, he was fucking. That wasn't harassment. That was just, you like to fuck. That was, that was voluntary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. Second, His second year in the league, Zeke. It wasn't sexual harassment. I get where you're going with it, but it wasn't sexual harassment. Uh, domestic assault. You know, almost the same thing. Somewhere, some feminist just got her wings because you said some stupid shit, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, it's about the same thing. It's an accusation of men doing wrong to women. I mean, Ray Rice. Oh, he just evaporated. I'm talking marquee face of the fucking, not franchise, not beloved athlete in the city he plays in, oh, face of the fucking sport. Oh, what? What, what if Tom? I think I think oh, we'll, we'll never know because Tom Brady we'll likes hear to that beat in front of a bunch of dudes. If it ever comes out, or Giselle ever catches wind that Tom Brady's out there wagging that fucking thing at anybody but her, I think she'll just cut it off in the middle of the night, and that's how he, that's how he'll die. She'll tie his ass to the bed and chop it off for a horrendous groin injury. Yeah, well, I mean, we already talked about this, too, because I said, you know, Michael Jordan, it wasn't about women. It was about gambling. And I mean, carpet swept under quick. But that was 20 yeah. plus years ago, dude. That was when, not my business, was the first response to a lot of bullshit. Now, everybody's business is everybody else's business. There you have no personal business. With social media, with everybody having a fucking news studio in their pocket via their phone, there's nothing private anymore, dude. I, before you, next time before you jerk off, you better make sure that there's not a sliver of sunlight coming through a fucking blind near you, because if someone fucking puts a camera up and gets it, you're gonna be internet famous real quick. I mean, yeah, it's just all there is to it. There's no more privacy. Like like there was twenty even twenty years ago, even fifteen years ago, that's gone. It's done. It's over with. That's why I said it's going. It's going to happen, and I want to see the response to it. Because I highly doubt if an accusation gets leveled against Steph Curry, that he's going to be suspended, taken off the team, and then released. I highly doubt that. I guarantee you that the people who hold the, his contract, the owners. Of the Golden State Warriors will go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Kobe Bryant. That was he voluntary. Didn't, he didn't get. He came he back. 
he didn't get suspended. Yeah, he didn't get suspended. He didn't get cut. He didn't get nothing. You're kind of but proving the point, a, dude. But no, yeah, but she no, decided, I, I am. But, but that went to court, and he got exonerated, correct? There was one too many semens in her underwear, according to Dave Chappelle? Well, yeah. Any more than one is too many, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean, and, and I'd like, to point, age, out, I'd like know, to point out we're that talking just to point to, to quote the late Ralphie May, their their evidence was vaginal bruising. Ralphie May said, six foot six black guy, five foot two white girl. I wonder why her vag was bruised. <laughs> She fell. I mean, and both of them ripped to the hilt. See, that's why you need Kusher for the pushing. Fluffy's where it's at. I, it, it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it, it 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 is what it is at this point, man. The NFL Network has gotten rid of them. It's done. It's over with. As far as their careers on that at, at that particular network. Who knows if they'll ever fucking sit in front of a camera and, and talk sports again? I, I don't know. I, I doubt it at this point. Not not with the not with the climate in the country at this point. Well, and here's you know, another angle for you, Rich. Um, Jamel is back. Jamel Hill. She's back yeah. on. The fuck's that got to do with anything? But go ahead. It, it's it's not sexual. <laughs> it's not sexual. But it's just a, it's the st- double standard that you're talking about. Kurt Schilling gone. Uh, what's his nuts? The the white guy, nappy headed hose, gone. That never to be seen on TV oh. ever. Anyway, he, he didn't work for ESPN. I'm just saying they're gone. Never to be seen on TV anywhere. No, I'm Jamel Hill was suspended for a little bit. Came right back. Yeah, but first Kurt Schilling got suspended and told to knock it off. And you notice since Jamel Hill's been back, we ain't heard fucking shit. Because she was only suspended for two weeks. She's been back for a while. There's a difference. But you notice we haven't heard shit. She knows. <laughs> Take their skill set outside of ESPN. Where are you working, sweetheart? You want fries with that? That's what That's what she's doing. I'm sorry. Yeah, or you'll notice that the paycheck of an activist isn't as much as maybe perhaps it was at ESPN. She knows what side her bread's buttered on. She knew when to shut the fuck up. But I mean, her sin wasn't talking, wasn't speaking out against the sitting president or bringing up politics. Her sin was she bit the hand that feeds ESPN by talking shit about the NFL. Yeah, she threatened commerce. ESPN went, "Whoa, wait, no, 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 no." Here's where our allegiance ends. I mean, look, let's just, let's try to fucking wrap this up, put a bow on it, because it's just at this point, we're just fucking going around in circles. It's done, it's over with as far as their careers are concerned with the NFL Network. Until there's a, anything legal filed, until there's some action taken, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to err on the side of caution and go, well, that's a lot of accusations, and you say you have a lot of physical proof. Until I see it. Pixar didn't happen. Till I see it, it's kind of like my buddies who tell me, you know, oh yeah, I kicked 12 guys' asses at once. Really? When did this happen? Last night. Where did it happen? Home plate? Comerica Park? Packed house? <laughs> you got proof of it? Nope. 
then you're full of shit. Sorry, I'm not buying it, dude. Pixar didn't happen. I mean, that is, look, we're all adults, right? I'm a parent. Chris, you're not a parent, but you got fucking nieces and nephews. You've been around kids, Earl. You got kids in your family. We know people are capable. You watch them do something. You call them out on it. They turn around, look you dead in the face and go, I didn't do that. No, I didn't do it. I just watched you do it. No, you didn't. <laughs> so we just watched the, you. <laughs> so why all of a sudden are all these accu- accusers above reproach? To where we can't go, okay, well, it happened. What proof you got? Oh, I got a lot of proof. Okay, well, let's see it. Well, I mean, I can't I, show it to you. Well, I said what it before, it? and I'll say it again. She's saying an awful lot of provable shit. She's claiming to have an awful lot of things that could be subpoenaed for evidence. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> in case anyone in our audience is thinking about sending dick pics and videos and nasty texts, uh, they keep this shit on file at the fucking at cell phone provider for cases just like this, for situations just like this. And they keep all that shit on file for a lot longer than you think because we live in a post-9-11 world. I think it's if like two is, years. If it's not as long as it used to be. If the, Still, two years, uh, early 2000s, text, I think they kept them for like three months, 90 days. You know, I mean, dude, we live in a world where if the NSA walks into a fucking cell phone provider, they don't even have to fucking flash a goddamn warrant. They don't need probable cause. They just say terrorism. Show me everything you got. <laughs> They're like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator 2. <laughs> no texts. Give them to me. So, I mean, it's, it's to me, it's going to be a very either open and shut case one way or the other, or this is going to get dragged out and eventually just fucking just kind of dissipate into the ether which is probably most likely what's going to happen if if no hard if none of this hard evidence is it shows up it's just going to hang there and then just just like smoke it'll dissipate eventually and i mean you know hey i hope these guys are fucking taking care of their their money if that's the case because i don't think they're going to get a job anywhere ever again in this industry I think that's how damning that the, these accusations are. Truth, truthful accusations or bullshit accusations does not matter anymore. An accusation is as good as a conviction in the eyes of the public, and that's all that matters. Because companies only care about one color, green. They don't care about justice. Ooh. They don't care about doing what's right. They care about how does this affect our bottom line. And the minute you start stopping, you being there stops more money from coming into them you have to go. Bye-bye. Have a nice one. Yes, you've crossed the line from asset to liability. Deuces. Well, anyways. So, yeah. Oh, I wonder who replaced Marshall Falk. I wonder if the I wonder if they'll talk about it on Sunday. We will. I'll see if Rich I want to see if Rich Eisen takes on a serious tone, puts on a serious pants and addresses it. But we'll see. So let's move on to, you know, did an hour on that. Let's move on to, uh, what, what, where were you trying to go, Rich? Well, I was going to say this, this trade of Stanton to the Yankees. I, 
I when when I sent the link to you guys, Iceman said something, and it was exactly what I was thinking. And it wasn't an hour later I started seeing articles pop up online claiming Derek Jeter is the gift that keeps on giving to the New York Yankees. No, 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 no. And, and, you and said, the debate you really. Said, you said since then. Stanton came out and said he wanted to go to the Yankees because I know he had a no trade yeah. clause and he had to okay any trade to any place. Yes, he, he did okay. Yeah, Iceman saw it last night. What exactly did he say there? When he did his press conference where he puts on the Yankee jersey, he stood up and said he didn't want to be part of another rebuild, part of another losing season. He wanted to go somewhere with a chance to win it all. That was Stanton at, at his press conference. So there you go. And this one of his new bosses pulled some strings at his old job. Hooked him up. Well, dude, okay. <laughs> they got, in return for Stanton, bag of baseballs? They got Starlin Castro, who I imagine is going to be traded. And a handful of prospects that are, to put it politely, at best, years away from being ready to have an impact, if they ever have an impact. I mean, so essentially this was a payroll dump by the Marlins. I mean, and if that's the case, okay, so be it. But I'd like to think that it's a little bit more than that. I would hope for the for you know Marlins fans. I hope that they're building towards something, but I I can't see it. Dude, this is blowing it up, dude. This is a new owner. This is, I think too. There might even be a little bit of, hey, look. Well, I mean, never mind. I mean, I guess Stanton ruined it with his press conference. Shit on my point that I was about to make. Was a little bit of like, hey, nobody's safe. This guy's out of here. Like, we're new sheriff in town, and we're going to fucking build a winner. Some of you, uh, uh, what's, it, what's it from Days and Confused? You know, uh, 50 of you are going in. 25 of you ain't coming back. You know, that kind of shit. Like, hey, some of you might not be wearing Marlins jerseys. Uh, come spring training. Maybe a little bit of that. Well, I mean, and if that's the case, unless you're a on-the-bubble player or a utility player or something, a player, you know, uh, like that, who the fuck wants to wear a Marlins jersey? I mean, dude, that's not exact. Yeah, okay, that franchise bought itself two World Series, but both times, the next year, they blew up the fucking team. The 97 Marlins, who won the World Series, looked nothing like the 98 Marlins, and the 2004 Marlins looked nothing like the 2003 Marlins that won the World Series. In fact, that was how we got up here in Detroit. The only reason that we got Miguel Cabrera was because we agreed to take uh, Dontrell Willis as well. That's well, it. I mean, that's uh, that's thing. Jeets has, has got to find a is uh, got to make it a desirable place to play, and I think this this might be the start of it. Like, hey, I mean, and too, if you got someone that don't want to be there. I mean, that shit is cancerous in the clubhouse. I mean, if you don't want to be there, do, uh, you know, second time I'm going to say it, this podcast, deuces. 
like, you don't want to be here? We don't want you here. You're not. You're going to be of no help to us. Well, Bye, I bitch. Mean, Let's be honest. What in the history of that franchise have they shown? What reasons have they shown to to be a destination for players, for free agents, for guys to re-sign after their rookie contracts up and over with? I, the the last player that comes to mind that they had, they gave to the Tigers. I mean, they've had, yeah, Stanton is at the beginning of his career for the most part. He's just hitting his, his prime, according to the numbers. But, I mean, they've had two look-to-be Hall of Fame players, and they've gotten rid of them. They've proven that, yeah, we'll collect all the, the best players we can, win a World Series every, you know, X amount of years, but that's all we're going to do. We're not. We're not building a, a. We're not building the New England Patriots in Miami down here. And they're not even building like Kansas City Royals. I mean, it's basically you know, take your shot. If you win, good. Blow up the team. Take your shot. If you miss, well, too bad. Blow up the team. Blow up the team. <laughs> <laughs> in related news, the Yankees are stopping with Stanton. They're also interested in Detroit Tiger pitcher Fulmer. Uh, is the super team coming to the MLB? Taking their cues from the way? NBA? Looking that way. They, yeah, I mean, he's going back to their, their old ways of buying a title. Well, that's, I mean, obviously, if you look at the roster now, their, their hitting lineup is, like, ridiculous. Who are you going to intentionally walk? You're going to have Stanton and Aaron Judge in the same lineup? That's going to be fucking ridiculous. Well, not just those two. I mean, the, their whole lineup, by the time you're done intentionally walking people, you have the fucking bases loaded. But I should say, if Judge doesn't hit the, the, the rookie wall. But yeah, let's also be honest here. 2006, of the uh, first round of the playoffs, you know, Tigers were going up against that Yankee team and that Yankee team was described as Murderer's Row plus Cano. And they won one game in their series, and it was done and over with. See you later. Tigers move on. I mean, you can have all the bats you want. And, I mean, it's not like the pitching was fucking suspect on that team either. I mean, yeah, they didn't have Randy Johnson in his prime. You know, Birds weren't afraid of Randy Johnson in 2006, but it's my favorite baseball video of all time. It really is. But I mean, it's it's it. it, Nothing's guaranteed. There's yeah, they're trying to stack the deck in their favor, and well, I can't blame them. As fucked up as this is going to sound, that's the it's it's what that's what MLB allows teams to do. You want to spend over this amount? Well, then you have to pay a luxury tax. Obviously, New York's willing to pay it. But, I mean, Fulmer? For for who? Who are they going to send over here? They haven't said. They said they're interested. They're making deals, I guess. It hasn't. Nothing's been thrown out yet. Well, I mean, I know they... they, they uh... Oh, shit. Who did they just trade? God damn it. Yeah, they, they traded Chase Headley. And let's see. They traded him back to the Padres. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your cup of coffee as a Yankee. No, he was there a little bit longer than that, but let's see. Uh, 
Play for the Yankees and get to go back to the Padres. That's a bummer. Okay, it says this would seem to be an ex- an exercise in salary clearing by the Yankees in anticipation of another move as it takes about $13 million off their payroll, which is about how much was added to their payroll in 2018 in the Stanton deal. That could get Todd Frazier back for them, perhaps, or it could help them retain CC Sabathia or go after another starting pitcher. Uh, the club likewise maintains an interest in getting under the 197 million payroll threshold that would trigger yet another year of 50% luxury tax payments for the Yankees. So, I, you know, I, and I mean, okay, and they got, they got a pitcher, Brian Mitchell, they got an outfielder, Jabari Blash. That's who they got for Chase Headley. So who and who? Brian Mitchell and Jabari Blash. Let's see here. Brian Mitchell's a relief pitcher. Looks to be... It's more rhetorical question. This might as well be a bag of baseballs. See, now, Jabari Blash, it's a little bit different story, in my opinion. I think he's, let's see, look at his career stats. No, they're both, well, eh, relatively young, I guess. Oh, and cash considerations. All right, so maybe it was a, uh, so Yankees acquired, yeah, him and, uh, Brian Mitchell for Chase Headley. Oh, excuse me. Yankees acquired Jabari Blash from the Padres for Chase Headley, Brian Mitchell, and cast considerations. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, well, it, the winter I, meetings are are they happening or have they happened? When do they happen? I know I it's think, during December. I yeah, I don't think they've started quite yet. No, but so, there's a lot of movement. Orioles are uh, fielding offers for Manny Machado. Yeah, I did read that. Uh, JD Martinez is going to might go to the Red Sox. Send him back to the Tigers for the love of God. Please, we're going to need him. <laughs> no, that shit's need done over with. I don't. I almost. I would be shocked if Cabrera is still in a fucking. If he starts spring training with the Tigers. I would be really shocked if he ends next season as a Tiger. I mean, I was just looking at the starting lineup for opening day last year for the Tigers versus the projected lineup now, and I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is these guys? It's like something out of Major League. Who the fuck are these guys? For the record, the, the winter meetings are happening right now, well, December are. 10th through 14th. Yeah, that's what uh, I told Chris, Rich, was uh, – uh, quote from Major League Bob Euchre about the uh, Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins, whatever the fuck they're called. He's like, I guess they were thinking, I don't know what the hell they were thinking (laughs) when they traded Stanton. I was like, yeah, that's about it. Well, it it was a given he wasn't staying in Miami. Right. I I was reading that he was still getting money from Oakland, dude. Oh, Stanton? Yeah. 
it's a badass agent if that's true. Yeah, it said that. Uh, I would like Yankees, his agent. The Yankees were still picking up over two hundred million, like two hundred forty million of the Oakland Athletics contract or whatever. Wait, was like, why was that? Two hundred forty million. Why? Okay, hold on a sec. First of all, the Athletics have Hang had on. nothing to do with Stanton's career. Period. He was drafted by the Marlins in 2007. He's never been played for another fucking team. You're high as hell, aren't you, Iceman? Am I the only fucking sober one here? Jesus. And like, I got a legit, I got a legit reason. I got a knee injury. I should be doped to the gills. Oh, you get your cortisone shot. You get back out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I wish. Yeah, I, bro. So, I, th- I think you misread something or misunderstood something somewhere. Or... <laughs> I did. <laughs> the source was the athletic. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, yeah, dude. No, ah. the Yankees would be on the hook for two hundred sixty-five millions of that, with the Marlins kicking in thirty million as the part of the deal. As reported by the Athletic. Well, I mean, that's how these dude. It's how these fucking trades go these days. These major, you know, huge contract trades. Well, you're gonna have to pick up some of it, and we'll pick up the rest. I mean, didn't they do that with a Rod? Rich, two hundred sixty-five million dollars. Jesus Christ. I mean, do you that's really think when they, do you really think when they move Miggy? That the Tigers aren't going to eat some of that fucking contract. I mean, that's going to. I imagine that is the starting point for any negotiation is how much of this contract are you willing to eat, Detroit, before we take Miggy off your hands? Most of it. Oh, God. Who knows? It it might be. We're going to be saddled with that for a while unless we find Daddy Warbucks somewhere. See, this is why I wouldn't make a good executive because I'm petty as a motherfucker. I'd be like, you sign the contract, you will play until literally you are a statue (laughs) in right field and someone's shitting on you (laughs) and a bird is shitting on your shoulder. I don't give a fuck. You will play. I ain't eating the contract for you not to play for me. Sorry, ain't happening. I'm petty. You just start hitting the bottle again, Maggie. I don't know what to tell you. It ain't going to get no better than this. Yeah. Sit there and look pretty. I don't. You're done. We'll get you your own prescription of cortisone, unlimited refills, get you some pain meds. Turning into Babe Ruth, you hit, we'll have somebody run for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the that's the other uh, big story in baseball. Oh, shit. Hold on. I, I'm going to mangle his name. I'm looking to see if... I, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what we need? You know how we used to... Sp- like when we'd write out copy in school, we'd mm-hmm. spell it out phonetically? Yes. That's that's. We really need that. <laughs> Dude, this guy's name... 
Shohi Athani, Otani, S-H-O-H-E-I, that's his first name, O-H-T-A-N-I, player from Japan, who uh, the Angels signed him, and apparently this dude's like the Babe Ruth of Japan. He's a pitcher, but he also fucking hits out of his mind. So, well, why is he not actually, on a National League team? I have no idea, but I did see that they listed him as pitcher slash outfielder as far as his position. So, is I mean, is is this going to be one of those situations where they pitch him and then play him in the outfield on his on his off days? Uh, here's the thing, though. Um, he DH. has a UCL elbow sprain, first degree. So he ain't pitching for shit right now. <laughs> well, he's got plenty of time to heal, heal from that. Right. They made a movie about that already. A long time ago, it was called The Scout <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, he recorded a 1.86 ERA in 140 innings. Uh, in 2016, he had 22 homers with a 322 batting average. And this is from a Sports Illustrated article. The Angels now have to decide how Otani will fit into their lineup. The prevailing wisdom was that if he went to the American League, he would be the DH on days he does not pitch. Playing the outfield between starts would be too much of a strain on his body, the thinking goes. But the Angels have pull holes entrenched as their DH, even though last season, 2017, was the worst of his career. He was well below replacement value with a war of minus 1.8 though he's owed $114 million over the next four seasons. Damn. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Angels do. But, I mean, dude, Angels are loading up. You got Mike Trout. You got this dude. Who knows? Maybe Pujols will find, like, some PEDs that they can't detect yet and go back on a tear. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and... His his the seven clubs he was looking at was the Angels, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Mariners, the Padres, the Cubs, and the Rangers. Which that's very know, that's a strange group of clubs. I mean, Dodgers. Who, who, yeah, name them. Name the them again. Angels, the Angels, the Dodgers, the Giants. Mariners, Padres, Cubs, and Rangers. Those were the seven teams that he was willing to go to. Why are the Mariners and Padres even in that fucking conversation? Same with the Giants, really. I mean, I could see the Giants. Maybe he wants to make San Francisco great again. I guess maybe the Rangers that way, too. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. Dodgers and Cubs are the only two that are, like, relevant. Angels, what... What have the Angels really done recently? I mean, Dick. Not to be flippant, but they have arguably the best all-around player in baseball, and it's almost an afterthought. You know, Mike Trout comes up quite a lot less than if he played for any team in Chicago and east of there. 
If he played, if he played on the Cubs, if he played on the White Sox, if he played on the, the God knows, if he played on the Yankees or the, the Red Sox, we'd never hear the end of Mike Trout. If you, ESPN would be Mike Trout twenty four seven. Be Mike Trout all day, every day. The Trout Man. I mean, you know, Sports Illustrated in this article says. The Angels now have MLB's unquestioned best player in its most hyped international import. So they're not even putting arguably the best player in baseball for Mike Trout. They're just saying flat out he is the best player in baseball. I, I just want to make this confession. Mike Trout sexually harassed me two days ago. Trying to get you some that picture? Trout money? <laughs> you see that Trout hog? Send us a picture in the Facebook group. Yeah, you're going to see a picture of Iceman's dick, and you're going to see a hand reaching in with painted nails and a wedding ring on it. And he's going to be like, that's Mike Trout's hand. Oh, Mike Trout does a lot of cross-dressing in his downtime? Yeah, dude. He's Michelle Trout in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, real quick, uh, since we are talking about this shit, let's get this uh, the trade rumors from the, uh, the off-season the off meetings. Winter meetings. Um, Earl, you already brought this up. Manny Machado. He's being shopped, apparently, by the Orioles. Yep, taking offers. Uh, Phillies are interested, uh, reportedly. But there are many hurdles in Philadelphia's pursuit. The Nationals are seriously exploring the possibility of signing free agent starter Jake Arrieta. Uh, Arrieta's agent, Scott Boris, is just trying to make them interested. The Phillies are also considering Arietta reports uh, Heyman. Eric Hosmer remains on the radar for the Padres. That was tough for him. He was the royal cor- cornerstone. I was going to say, yeah, is this is that is he one of the last of the uh, the guys that were on the, on those Royals teams that made the World Series runs? Well, you got uh, Gordon still there. Yeah, Gordon's still there, but I mean, Christ, he's been there since fucking two thousand six. Like, well, he he's a he's a middle of America guy. He went to Nebraska. He's he's not leaving the middle of the country. All right, and yeah, just to close up the talk on the, the winter meetings, Yankees are targeting Tiger starter Michael Fulmer, or Fulmer, like you said, Earl. Reports say that uh, the team is very, the team's interest is very high, and the Yankees are also interested in Pirates starter Garrett Cole, Giants starter Jeff Samarja, Diamondbacks lefty Patrick Corbin. And athletic starters, Kendall Graveman and Sean Mania. So they're just looking to fucking rebuild their rotation, it seems like. Which makes me think, what the fuck? Why would they bother with CC Sabathia still? Because in the article that I read from earlier, they were talking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they could they're freeing up salary space for you know to lock up Sabathia. Why? Yeah, well, every time I hear that he's still playing, I'm, I'm just, really, we're still doing this? Yeah, but he can still throw, though. Yeah, but he's not, he's nowhere near fucking a wor- the workhorse and the stopper that he used to be. 
He used to be like a, a Verlander. You know, oh, your your team's lost four games in a row. Who's starting next? Sabathia. <laughs> well, that that losing streak's coming to an end. I mean, he's just not that guy anymore. He's a back end of the rotation, middle of the rotation guy, in my opinion. I'm not spending big money, especially if I'm trying to... If I'm bringing that much fucking heat into New York, I'm looking at Sabathia going, you and your cocky, crooked-ass hat are cold, homeboy. You got to go. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kick up? Why don't you kick rocks up 95 and see if Boston wants your ass? Like, seriously, I... And the Tigers, if they are truly rebuilding, will have to be fucking retarded to trade arguably now their best pitcher, who was just a rookie of the year two seasons ago, for anything. Because it's not like the Yankees are going to stock their fucking minor leagues off of that trade. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Is that what we're going to call? Call it interesting? I don't think the Stanton trade is going to be beat. I mean that that's that is the off season move. It kicked it off with a bang. Yeah. I mean it's just like the year the Tigers got Miggy. That was the off season move, period. There was there was no other moves that were gonna make people go, Oh shit. Like that one did. So yeah, I think I think we're pretty much done with the the oh shit portion of the winter meetings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll hey, him next. I want to touch on the NBA. Um, the big, huge trades that was supposed to be all the rage. Here we yeah. go again. What the fuck? You're going to make me pull up the goddamn standings. Well, you can pull up standings. It, it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what they hoped it would be in some places. Um, arguably, uh, OKC. Ooh, ouch. They're yeah. 14. Duh. Oh, I mean, we've, we've been talking about that one for a while. Can you talk about the Detroit Pistons come back to earth? A little bit. A little bit. They're 14 and 13. They, they were the second best team in the league for a while. Oh, look who's number two. Oh, look who's number two in Eastern Conference right now. Stop Little it. team that you declared Stop done up. like a Hush month ago. Stop talking. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I mean, we have, Cleveland. A, we have an interesting situation here in Detroit because we did have a team that was, I mean, I, I, I think we can all agree, way, way, playing way above their pay grade and have, yeah, come crashing back down to earth. To me, the question is, can they look at that early season success and go, oh, we can get back to that. This is just a blip on the radar. We just need to fucking buckle down and do whatever we need to do to get where we need to be. Or are the Pistons I, not that type of team? Are they just not capable of doing that? I, honestly, if, if I'm being 100% honest, and not just a homer because I absolutely love the Pistons, but uh, what I think it was was Cleveland um, – things like Cleveland and, and Boston and everybody else getting used to all the trades that had been done, finding a chemistry. And then they found it because Cleveland went on a terror of like 12 in a row. Boston went on a terror of 12 in a row. This is on a seven-game losing streak, the biggest right. one in the NBA at the moment. 
the fuck I mean, happened? I, I, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, is is there any way to right this ship, or is this water finding its level? Like, okay, well, we knew that this is where they would be. I mean, because right now they're they're dead smack in the middle of the pack. The playoffs yep. were to start right now, they would be first round fodder for the Celtics, which is exactly where all the the local sports talk people put the Pistons before the they you know the first game tipped off. We're about a third of the way in, too, to the season. So I mean that's I think we're we're I think the water's finding its level, Rich. That's what oh, I yeah. think's happening. You win so many in a row, you're gonna lose a bunch when you're the Pistons because you're the fucking Pistons. This ain't 1989. This ain't 2004. It's 2017. Yeah, and I mean, for the past three years in Cleveland, the big three with Love, James, and Kyrie, you know, they, they show up to work for the at least at least the past three years and knew exactly what to do. You, you know, you move Kyrie, you know, you get D-Wade, you're going to get Thomas whenever he gets healthy, but right now you got D-Wade and a couple other people there. Your, your chemistry's just off a little bit. And the big trades working out for the Timberwolves. <laughs> but who the hell are the Jazz? That's my question. Well, actually, no. It's you know what it is. The Western Conference apparently sucks. The Utah Jazz would make the playoffs today, and they are sub five hundred. That's garbage. That's a garbage division. It's garbage conference. Well, I mean, it's pretty much a logjam up at the, uh, what top two spots. Rockets and, and Rockets Warriors. And the Warriors. I mean, yeah. you can. I guess you can add the Spurs in there. You know, they're nineteen and nine. But I mean, once you get, once you get past the top three spots in the Western Conference, you got teams barely playing above. You have you have only two teams playing above five hundred that are in the playoff hunt. I mean, I know it's early to be talking about playoffs, but I mean, fourth and fifth spots: Timberwolves and Nuggets. And you get the Trailblazers, Pelicans. They're playing five hundred ba- or baseball. Basketball, jazz sub five hundred. I mean, and yeah, they're bringing up the rear as far as you know playoff spot. So I mean, it's just. I mean, it, 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 is it what we said it was going to be? Seems it seems like it is. The Western Conference is a handful of teams and a bunch of fucking. <laughs> we showed up too. Do we get our participation trophies? Yeah, it's called you get to lose to the Rockets in the first round. Well, isn't it funny that, like, what, two, three years ago, the talk of how the power hit in the NBA had shifted all to the Western Conference, and now you look at you look at the Eastern Conference, and you're like, Eastern Conference is not as bad as fucking people were making it out to be. I mean, Yeah, because be there are here. two teams. The Heat are 500, the New York Knicks are above 500, and they would not make the playoffs. And I mean, it's not like yeah, the Cavaliers had a net Pistons fans. I mean, yeah, the Cavs are in, are in second place. But I mean, three years ago, who the fuck was predicting the Celtics would be where they're at? One guy I in mean, Boston named Sully. <laughs> so some dude named Boston named Fitz. <laughs> he, he does Fitz a podcast. And Sully, they're roommates. <laughs> He does, does a podcast with his two buddies, and he's like, well, you know, I'm a Boston homer, 
But I mean, the fucking Celtics, they got it this year. Celtics are fucking wicked. I'll never pick against my Boston teams. As long as we got Tom, we got a shot. Or the Celtics, dude. We got fucking Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> oh, fuck. But no, seriously, man. Back after the All-Star break. It's going to be awesome. Wicked awesome. Sorry. I mean, if you just look at, like, the games behind, like, it's it's quite a drop-off in the Western Conference once you get past, like, top three spots. Timberwolves, six and a half. Nuggets, seven. Trailblazers and Pelicans, eight and a half. Jazz, nine games. I mean, it's not quite the drop-off. Well, I guess eh, the Bucks are six. Six behind, along with the Pacers, and they're four. They're number four and five spots in the standings. But eh, I don't know, man. I mean, basically, this is my question: Should we just forego what uh, two rounds in the playoffs? Just have the Rockets and the Warriors play, and the Celtics and the Cavs play, and to see who meets in the finals? <laughs> Take our cue from college football. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the rest of you guys, you really don't have a shot. Let's be honest here. <laughs> All right. So is there anything in the the NHL we want to hit before we get into the foosball? Well, before we hop off ba- or, uh, basketball, you got uh, Daddy Ball and the Baby Balls. Signed oh, that's who they signed right. with? Uh, Lithuania. There you go. So... Yay. Yay. Well, I mean, he <laughs> listens to us all not care. That's, we all hate that guy. He's, he's, all he has to do is get the oldest ball brother thrown off the, the Lakers, and he can sign with Lithuania, Lithuania. Then he's got his dream of having all three of them play for the same team. Oh, there you go. So that's all it's, that's all it's really going to take. He'll never be soft ever again. Just wake up, rock hard, go to bed, rock hard. Well, I just I did think it was funny that all the of all the comments that I heard about them going to play overseas. Apparently, it's a cutthroat league over there, over there. It's a you win right now with the players you have right now, or else the head you know coaches and GMs heads are on the chopping block. So it's not a developmental league by any stretch of the imagination from what I'm hearing. So, I mean, if these two go over there and start off with that, you know, lukewarm fucking out the gate, I can imagine that's going to cause some problems. Big time. So, so are they, they have month-to-month contracts? It's like a month-to-month lease. Oh, I can't remember who. I'm, I'm trying to do a quick look up on it, but uh, I, I was trying to remember who basically said, no, we don't want him over here. Uh, it's uh, Mora Bank and Dora, a Spanish club. Uh, yeah, Angel- Laura doesn't want the Ball Brothers. <laughs> Leangelo and Lamelo were offered to our team, both kids looking for a deal in Europe. Money isn't an issue to them, but they have zero experience, so it's difficult to take them seriously. I don't know what to do with their dad. 
This isn't a good or normal situation. I don't like it. We're not going to sign them. I mean, that's, dude, that's not full of, like, PC double talk. That's just, no. I'm, uh, Danny, I'm, ba- I'm good. Danny Ball's going to hear the word no. He might not like that. And then you had a uh, general manager from a team in Italy, and he said, I think all the loud noise LeVar Bell, Ball, or Bell, Ball makes is fake. It's promote his big baller brand and sell merchandise. That works in the U.S. It doesn't work overseas. So they don't really have a very high opinion of uh, the Bell fa- or the Ball family over there. <laughs> they, just, they just show the Ball family footage of soccer games. Like, this year, it's what you're going into. These people. Fucking rugby, bitches. <laughs> but you know what? Bananas at you. You know what was great? Was that fucking... And it's too bad that none of us were in the studio to play the video. Or play the audio of the video. But the 76ers fan getting a picture taken with uh, LeVar. Walks right up to him. LeVar puts his arm around him. Dude looks him right in the face says, Fuck you, your sons suck. <laughs> It's the picture taken. <laughs> the guy's my new hero. <laughs> I mean, you know what's just... really sad? You know what's really sad about this whole thing? Nobody's talking about Leangelo getting uh, a Lamello or whatever the fuck his name is getting arrested. Oh, they might as well because well it's over. Him. Yeah, five years ago, dude. It's been taken care of. Right, so he just gets nothing for stealing? Pretty much. Well, he got suspended indefinitely from UCLA. That's over here. It's fucking China, yo. Hey, first of all, remember, Daddy Ball had people on the ground, and then Trump handled it. So either way, you know, apparently it's taken care of. No matter which blowhard you believe in that scenario, it's taken care of. And I do have to say, I'm severely disappointed. Like, the... In, in the hype that was built up around Daddy Ball versus uh, Cheeto Trump, it, it just, if that fizzled out real quick. Well, like, dude, you much, know Secret yeah, Service fucking visited him and was like, you know what, LeVar? Yeah, wrong fucking tree, brother. Shut the fuck up. This is the that, man. The number that, one. The POTUS. I, you know, a lot of times when you throw on your tinfoil hat, Iceman, I'm quick to shout it down. Uh, this that might have some weight, you know, because it because it, yeah, it it fizzled out real quick. I, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent serious here, because when he called out, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, and I would beat Michael Jordan one on one, everything else that was talked about at nauseum. My son's going to L.A. That was talked about forever. When he was talking about my son's going to be better than Steph Curry talked about forever everything this man has said is talked about and talked about and talked about he attacked donald trump one motherfucking time and you ain't heard nothing else some Tommy Lee jones motherfucker showed up at his house in the middle of the night i'm just saying he said my name's agent smith and you like right (laughs) dude as quickly as it fizzled out i wouldn't and 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 the nature of this administration, I would not. But I could say that it's plausible, quite honestly. I'm just I mean, saying, maybe Trump maybe a guy. Maybe someone maybe got a phone call. Maybe someone 
you know, went to Daddy Ball and said, hey, look, we don't play these games. Or, you know, hey, quite possible. Gee, I don't know. Being president of the United States, he, he had a lot more shit on his plate than some fucking asshole and his fucking kids. I mean, that's... Well, I mean, like what? I mean, you know, he's only dealing with the <laughs> like nuclear what? crisis oh, over like, in North like Korea. What? That's not the this is not, See, this is... This nuclear is, yeah. war. Yeah. Dude, he's... <laughs> yeah, he's being facetious. Yeah, yeah, me going there for a second. Nice, man. He's <laughs> about to be like... He's about to list them. Well, never mind. Because then we'll start getting into another podcast. This, <laughs> this is a sports podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but that whole thing, my, my point was that just, it pisses me off because we're talking about double standards in this episode with women and all this shit. And then we talk about this kid and his brother going to play in Lithuania after stealing all of this shit in China. In fucking China. I, I swear to God, I didn't expect them to board the plane. I know that it's Trump and people on the ground and all this shit. I didn't expect them to board the plane. It's fucking China, yo. Homie, don't play that. For real. They're rich, man. They're rich. Bottom line, dude. You're rich. You live a different life than most of the country. You can go to China, steal some fake-ass sunglasses, and come back. Yeah, shit not happened to you, criminally, at least. Ah, whatever. Just saying. Not saying it's right. Just saying how it is. The last thing I'll mention, because, you know. You think if that was some someone you never heard of on a high school trip? That shit would have happened. We know no. what happens when it's that kid. Yeah. Singapore taught us Chinese what jail still right now. Maybe Singapore Chinese rapes Chinese jail. No, I'm just saying Singapore taught us. You get fucking caned, yo. Sit there and bear it. That's true because that guy wasn't nobody. He wasn't anyone till he be, was the guy who got caned. Right. And now he'll forever be the kid that got caned for spraying graffiti. That's what I'm trying to say. That area doesn't play, you know, you know, favorites. <laughs> China don't play that. Stalin. China don't fall on that little punks. But the last thing I want to say real quick about the NBA is, Mr. James, since I'm your number one fan, well, at least on the podcast anyway, uh, there's talk. He's, he's definitely not staying in Cleveland, according to all the talk, next year. He's going to go to Lakers and play with Lonzo. Well, well, he, like, L.A. is going to make L.A. great again. Right. That's one of the destinations because he's, uh, uh, he just bought two houses there. So that's definitely a possibility. But the other rumor is he might be traded to Houston. And that will complete their big three. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but if that happens, whoo whoo! All of a sudden, Golden State looks a little worried. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure they'll stay on their ground. They'll be like George Zimmerman and shit. Badass fucking team. I don't give a shit. All bullshit aside. All right. So shall we? Shall we cut down the net and move on? <laughs> let's, let's do it. All right. Any hockey news there, hockey guy? I just the latest expansion talk. Apparently, the NHL wants to go into Vancouver. I 
You mean Seattle? Seattle, excuse me. Let's see. They're I, already I, there. I, <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know the Canucks haven't been viable for a while. You know, that could be considered a shit-talking. Well, he's not talking there. about Canadians. He's actually been, been in, in the Vancouver Canucks. They've been in a cup final more recently than any than Detroit has, so... Oh, that's true. A little bit more, uh, it's little been bit a more vital than the Red Wings, yeah. But no, I just, I don't see the point. I don't, I don't understand this need to expand. The NHL has, I think, I think the products, it's watered down. I mean, once again, you have a very serious lack of interest in the teams that you do have. Now you want to move into non-traditional hockey markets instead of going to I Quebec had or Hamilton or, you know, someplace in New England. I mean... Well, I had read an article that uh, part of a... part of the deal of the NHL going to Seattle is to help lure an NBA team back there into the same arena. If that's the case, then Gary Bettman is more of a fucking joke of a uh, of of a commissioner than I ever fucking thought. As a com- as the commissioner of hockey, you shouldn't give one single fuck about uh, any other sport. This isn't an owner who's looking to buy into a team to you know get them into Seattle. You know an NBA team, so they're like, hey, look, you know we'll. We understand the NHL doesn't draw as much as the NBA, so we'll take the hit on the bill, you know, the building and blah blah blah. Whatever the public doesn't cover, we'll cover most of that and this and it. No, it, this this is the commissioner. Your job is to do what's best for the NHL. You want to do what's best for the NHL? Contraction. Get a TV contract. God damn it. Well, well I, I mean, mean did I talk about where was the it was uneven. There was an odd number of teams. Who's going to be the next team? I mean, here we go. It would be the thirty-second team. Well, I mean, I well, I knew my hope wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to fold either, or the NHL wasn't going to allow the Coyotes or uh, the Panthers to fucking close up shop. And if they did, they would just fucking move them. Which makes me wonder: is is that what is that what they're getting at with this? Is this they want to move a team there, or they want to do what they did in uh, Las Vegas, which is just start up a whole new team. And I mean, if it's start up a whole new team, you to I, to me, it's, it's watering down an already watered down league. You say you don't want enforcers. You say you don't want goons. You say you don't want grinders. You want playmakers. You want high scoring games. Yet you continue to water down the game to where. Teams are going to be lining their fucking rosters with goons, with grinders, third, fourth lines, guys. I mean, you know, I read, I, I can't remember the article. I'm not going to dig it up because it's not that important to what we're talking about. But that yet there was another article in the hockey news in the last week about how an enforcer. You there, Rich? Oh, uh, did we lose Rich? Apparently. Oh, oh. Batman's taking him down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dude, you got too close, man. 
Hello. There Yo. Yeah, I, I can, I can hear, you, hear now. you guys through all. I can hear you guys through all that. Oh wow. Well, what's the last thing you heard? Uh, you were mid rant about the enforcer. Okay, yeah. So the, you know, I read an article in the, in the hockey news in the last week. There's an enforcer that might be hitting the free agent market. There's a laundry list of teams that are looking to to add toughness to their team. There you go. You're on again. <laughs> he needs to stop yeah. talking about the NHL. I know, dude. He's <laughs> on their radar. Off next. I just see Bedman with the the slights in the throat movement. <laughs> Kill it. The minivan's going to pull up <laughs> with a bunch of dudes full of hockey, wearing hockey masks. Couple they're gonna of wire cutters. They're going to throw Rich in a goalie bag. <laughs> you so need to be in the fucking studio for this so you can trap the... You're fucking done, son. Yeah. Uh, He's making a great point, though. Yo. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. I thought I I got a good signal. I can hear you guys through all of it. So I'm thinking something to do with my... Hold on. Something to do with my headset, my mic, which if that's the case, have fun, have 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 good podcasting until I go back to work because I have no money to replace it. So, All right. Anyways, long story short, the, the NHL wants... Higher scoring games, they want less enforcers, less grinders in the league. Yet you're going to water down a league that's already watered down by adding another team. What the fuck do they think is going to happen with teams? Who are they going to fucking keep their line their rosters with? There's going to be grinders. There's going to be fucking enforcers, which is exactly what the NHL says it doesn't want. So it needs to make up its fucking mind. To me, contraction makes... I've been singing this song since the fucking late 90s, early 2000s. They need to get rid of... They, they didn't... Sorry, Las Vegas. They didn't need a team in Vegas. They don't need a team in Arizona. And they don't need a team in Southern Florida. Keep the fucking Lightning. Get rid of the Coyotes. Get rid of the Panthers. They'd have been down to 28 teams. And then they, if they wanted to expand, after they see how they do with 28 teams, they could go to traditional hockey markets where they would be supported. I mean, the other... The other potential cities besides Seattle is Quebec, Houston, Kansas City, and Hamilton, Ontario. Why you would go to Kansas City? No idea. Why you would go to Houston? No idea. Hamilton and Quebec? Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I don't see why you don't have one in, in Quebec. I mean, the, the, the void that the Nordiques left has never been filled. But maybe that says something for the Quebec market. Well, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the population in the in the Quebec City metro area, it's larger than Winnipeg's, and they just put a team back in Winnipeg. I mean, the, there's interest, there's the population to support the team. I don't understand why are you insisting on going to non hockey cities and trying to make a go of it? Believe me, what's going on with the with, with in Vegas is not going to happen. Even most of the time, even half of the time with expansion teams. Most expansion teams suck for the better part of a decade before they see any fucking success. I do have a quote from Bettman about Seattle, about why he thinks, uh, he says, from everything I know viscerally, I think Seattle will be a good market. 
I think the geographic rivalry with the Vancouver Canucks as a potential will be nice. Building up a bigger presence in the Pacific Northwest for the NHL, a place that we know has great hockey interest at a variety of other levels. It's an intriguing possibility, but we've got homework to do. Well, he needs to do his homework because I've said this every time we've talked about hockey on this podcast. They are missing a huge market here in the middle of the country. Yeah, except for who do you who do you really have in the middle of the country? You got Dallas, you got St. Louis, you Dallas got Minnesota. Well, I'm just saying if you if if you look at a map, it's it's the South Middle. But I get it; it's not considered like the a flyover state. So yeah, you got St. Louis and Minnesota. Really, that's well, it. Here, right. Here's the thing: because Kansas is almost smack dab in the middle of the country. The people in Kansas have different allegiances to different teams depending on the sport. Like there are a ton of Dallas Cowboy fans here, and then and there's if two, not, is, uh, Broncos. Uh, not no, not really. Not here in Kansas. There, there's a ton of Dallas Cowboy fans, and then the other half is uh, Kansas City Chief fans. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh, fucking Missouri. But no, here in, no, here in Kansas. And then, you know, when it, I mean, just different sports. You know, if we want an NBA team, we got to go, you know, three, four hours south to OKC. <laughs> yeah, you got the thunder, and you will like it. However, when you go you to OKC, no seriously, no shit. I was just there last week. When you go to OKC... You cannot say a bad thing about the damn Thunder. I mean, it's worse than Alabama and the Crimson Tide. I'm not kidding you. That is like their mainstay. They don't have a football team. They don't have a hockey team. They don't have a baseball team. That is my point. If any major league sports came to Wichita, holy shit. They would make so much money. Even if they suck, Rich. Even if they're not like the Golden Knights and take off out the gate. Even if they suck, they're going to be our home team. And these people will eat it the fuck up because there's nothing here. But the problem well, is, is that I don't think the the advertisers are clamoring for that Wichita media market money. Okay, and that's and if all that's true, Earl, that's fine. You don't expand into that area. You move an already existing team into that area. All right. You don't continue to add teams to a league that's watered down. They can't. That, that what their national what is their national television contract NBC so that means that what yeah once a week on the weekends you get to see one game on NBC you get to see the winter classics wherever they play them at and in playoffs you get to see game one in a deciding game of the series on NBC the rest of it's over on M- NBC whatever the sports network or whatever yeah which most, I mean, it, it, it's 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 the out it's it's the outdoor life channel all over again with the NHL. Half the fucking people who want to watch it don't get it, and most people, to be brutally honest with you, you could fucking pirate it online very easily. It's not that hard. Most people don't want to fucking go through what little bit of hassle there is, though. They don't want to run two or, two or three different ad blockers. They don't want to fucking have to deal with the fact they're going to have to run malware fucking and, and virus support. 
They're going to get tired of the dropouts. They're going to get tired of the buffering. I mean, dude, hockey hockey is one of the sports that I think benefited the most from HD TV. From TV going HD, hockey has benefited more than any other sport because even the most duh American fan can't say, I can't follow the puck because I can't see it. It's clear as fucking day on a fucking big-ass 60-some-inch high-def TV until it gets until it gets lost in the boards at the bottom of the screen, there's no reason for anyone to say they can't see the puck. Period. But it's still not drawing people in. I mean, hockey is the sport. It's it's best to see it live, and you need people who are fiercely loyal to it. Isn't hockey the only sport that had a, a whole season canceled because of a contract dispute? Didn't baseball miss a good portion of the season? Didn't it miss Maybe a whole a season? Point. I don't think they yeah. missed the whole season. No, they did. Because that was kind of my, my line in the sand as a kid. Like, after the strike, like, I started discovering, like, titties uh. and shit like that. Like, so it was, it was a crucial time for baseball to go away in my life. It took me a good ten years just to come back, quite honestly. Right, but hockey did it here just recently, didn't it, Rich? Oh, uh, uh, fifteen years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, well, fifteen no, years baseball, ago. Well, no, baseball didn't lose a whole season. It lost over half a season. All right. And yeah, it was the, the, the NHL. Uh, nine, didn't they come back? No, the NHL lost the whole season. Right. But didn't they come back? Like about the like where the All Star game would have been. No, that was '95. That was the '95, '94, '95 season. The 2004, 2005 <laughs> season, they lost the entire season. Right, so they did it twice. That, yeah, the, the, that I think. Oh no, yeah, that's right. By the time players. they settled, they were like, "Yeah, it's too late." Start right. to come back to me. So I think that really hurt the, the NHL fan base, especially in today's society where. You know, like, let's watch some games. Wait, you're you're gonna sit there and strike over not making enough money? I can't pay my bills, but I come to watch you. But I can't now because you don't make enough money, really. Yeah, but see, that's just how your your average uninformed person views anything like this. It wasn't the players refusing to play; it was the owners locking out the players because the owners wanted the players union to make concessions and the players union was like wait a minute you guys agreed to this contract now the contract's up now you want us to completely go backwards what union you know is voluntarily going to go backwards right so the so and i mean we're not talking as in a two three percent pay cut and i'm pulling these numbers out my ass this wasn't what they were arguing over we're not talking like a two three percent pay cut we're talking, okay, we're going to put a salary cap, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to change the game fundamentally by having shootouts at the end of, you know, overtime instead of games ending in a tie, et cetera, et cetera. There was a whole bunch of shit that they pushed through in that year. And, I mean, it basically, when hockey came back, it looked like the same game, but it wasn't. And then you started seeing these fucking... 
which is what happens anytime you add a salary cap, you start seeing mercenaries, guys who will sign for short contracts for the team that's going to pay them the most. And they're good players. The problem is, is that they're not interested in a rebuilding process. They want, I'm a good player. I'm nearing the end of my career. I want to be able to go to a team, name my price, go in and, and have a shot at winning a championship. And the way they the way they, they tried to counter that was with these ridiculously long fucking contracts. Seven, eight, nine, ten years they were signing players to. Knowing damn well that they would never see the end of those contracts with that team. And that's I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I mean like just that shit that's what killed it for the fucking fans because I remember talking to, to hockey fans in Canada when we'd go over there play a gig or something, and I'm like, man, we're hurting over in Detroit. And they're like, you got, yeah, you guys are one of the original six. You've been around since the NHL's been around. But most people outside of the original six cities, maybe like... Think San Jose Sharks fans give a fuck? No, Tampa Bay Lightning didn't give a single fuck. And they were, they were the ones that win the cup the year before the fucking lockout. I mean, it... You had, you still had the Atlanta Thrashers around at that point. You had the Phoenix Coyotes because it, the whole state, they didn't, they didn't feel the need to put the blame for the Coyotes on the whole state at that point. So it wasn't the Arizona Coyotes, it was the Phoenix Coyotes. I mean, it was just, it, it, it completely changed the game. It completely reset everything you knew about hockey. And you had a lot of play, players who, who hadn't played or were on their way out who took advantage of the situation and said, well, we want this and this and this and this from the you know, taken out of the game. And they got their, they got their way. The owners and the general manager, no, excuse me, the owners and the commissioner broke the players' backs with that lockout. It's just all there is to it. And so the players came back and said, fine, whatever you want. And when they came back, it was interference calls through the roof. They want the games to be decided by, by special teams. They want high-scoring games. Etc. Etc. Get rid of the two line pass. No touch icing. Now it's you know three on three overtime. And I mean, dude, it's just a sport you that is, you don't have a national co- television contract. Good job. A sport <laughs> that is comfortable with itself, with its history, with its present and its future doesn't make radical changes mid season. Two seasons ago, they went from five, uh, yeah, they went from the standard overtime to three on three. In the middle of the season, well, not the middle, but the beginning of the season, like 20 games in, a quarter way through the season, they did that. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there scratching my head going, huh? (laughs) That'd be like football, four games into the season, five games into the season go, okay, well, um... Yeah, what we're going to do is there's no more extra point kicks. Everybody's got to go for two. Why wouldn't you wait to the beginning of a new season to implement that rule? And that rule is stupid, by the way. But whatever. Desperation? That's what, there you go. A sport that's comfortable with itself wouldn't have pulled that shit. But, I mean, that's, that is the NHL all over. I mean, dude, you asked me a question either last week or the week before about the top goalies in the league. And I, I wanted to flip it around and go, I don't know, who do you think are top goalies in the league? Yeah, but that's just it. You, you can't fire off goalies anymore. 
Well, you know, I did a little bit of digging online, and there's a, a couple theories. And the one that seems to have the most traction is it's because a lot of these goalies are European-born players, and there's still a, a very much a North American slant to the game of hockey. Now, maybe there is, and maybe I don't see it because I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan, and we got the fuck over European players about 20 years ago with the Russian Five and all that shit, and, uh-huh. and Hasek coming here and winning a fucking cup, and Lindstrom being the first fucking European-born player captain to ever fucking hoist the cup we you know so maybe that maybe that is an issue for the rest of the the you know nhl fandom for me it's not an issue at this point that was something you talked about 25 years ago oh you got these european players coming over with their visors and they don't fight and they won't protect their teammates and they don't play physical and blah 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 that's a generation ago now you have a generation who's playing who weren't even born when we were having those discussions 25 years ago. They've watched guys like Constant. They've seen the video of guys like Konstantinov, Zedno Char, guys who are fucking European-born players who have no problem throwing the body around. I, I think it's more just the evolution of the game, Rich. The goalies now are, I mean, it's not just the other team that's trying to score. You know, it, it's more over the the leagues against them. Like you said, with all the rule changes, there's no two-line pass, it, the no-touch icing. It, it, it's built to drive up scoring, so there isn't no brick wall anymore in, in the netminder. I want higher scoring and not do things like the just the most intelligent things to do. Make the ice surface bigger. Limit the size of goalie equipment, etc., etc., etc. They, they, they stick to the they stick to the things that makes no sense for them to stick to, if they want to get the goal that they want, which is we want a more open, fast, high-scoring game. We want less clutching and grabbing. We want less interference penalties, etc., etc. Well, then do something to help that come along. Don't fucking sit here and stick to the same old size ice ring you've had for a hundred years when you have international rings that are bigger and more room behind the net, allow for more room for play to be made, etc., etc. Don't let goalies still use these, these fucking oversized goalie equipment. Going out there in jerseys that would fit like, you know, 700 pound men and they'd be loose on them. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? A 190 pound goalie need a fucking... Oh. Here he goes again. Can you hear me? You're back. Yeah. Yes. Hold on. Hold on one sec. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. How is the quality? Low. Fuck me. Hold on. No. It's just you got a little bit of reverb, but it's not like... That'd suck. How about now? Good. Fine. All right. It's probably my... The mic then, it's a, it's a detachable mic. It has a built-in mic in the headphones, but it sounds like shit whenever I've used it. So that's why I use the boom mic. Oh, all right. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It, dude, it's it, it is it is what it is. Hockey is just it's there. It's there during the regular season to decide the order for the fucking playoffs, and 
Yeah, I you know I watch games when I can catch them. I listen to games on the radio, but it's it's not it's not must see TV for me anymore. Playoffs, that's must see TV as far as hockey. Rest of it, you're just killing times till the play time to the playoffs. And I hate to say that because I I used to be, I mean I was death on people that were like that, especially here in Detroit. Well, it, it, but the whole league was, dude. Every fan, even me, like like we've posted on Facebook and everything, the anniversary of, of the fight between Colorado and Detroit, you know, but all of them, you know, there was just matchups that you did not want to miss ever, you know, because yeah, you knew there's there was a really... fight that's, you know, you knew there was a fight that was going to break out. You knew there was going to be a shootout, you know, who has the best goalie type shit. There were just matches all throughout the season that you wanted to watch. They, well, number one, you can't watch it even if you wanted to. And number two, I, the, 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 that type of shit doesn't exist. They've changed it way too much. I would, something I would really like to look into and see what the numbers say is I would really like to look into how much I, they used to call it center ice. They're, you know, package, to, to get all the NHL games. I'm not sure if they still call it that or not, but if they still, I'd like to see the numbers on that. Cause I, I'm kind of wondering if hockey thinks they can survive by going to the local teams on Fox sports, one, one game a week on NBC and then a la carte through uh, like, like season, like a season pass or something. I'm wondering if that's what they're thinking. Because if that's the case, then they have no fucking. It doesn't do them any good. It doesn't behoove them to go out and try to get a national TV contract. It doesn't make them go to FS, you know, Fox Sports One, and say we want to be nationally televised Tuesdays, Thursdays, and, and Sunday nights, like you know, or and like they used to be on on ESPN. It just doesn't um, make sense for them on Center Ice on Xfinity Cable. It's only four payments of thirty eight forty nine, so basically it's one hundred and sixty dollars. So what I'm saying is, I would like to see the subscribe. Like if that's what they're thinking that they can survive off of, Fox Sports for your local team, one one weekly broadcast game on national television, on NBC, and then Center Ice. Because if that's the case, like I said, so be it. They don't. It, it makes sense not to worry about a national TV contract. But at the same time, what are you going to do with all these fucking small market, new market teams? I, I mean, do you really think? I mean, I guess Seattle has a lot of transplants because of the tech industry. But let's say they move. Let's say they put a team in Kansas City. You really think a lot of people in Kansas City are going to sign up for the Center Ice package? Or, or better yet, answers no. Who, or people they would already be. People who move away from Kansas City are like, I got to watch my Kansas City hockey team. I got to pay $160 a year to do it. And I mean, if it's $160 for a whole season for the center ice package, what the fuck is it for football and baseball? It's got to be like four or five, six hundred dollars has to be because the demand for I, hockey I actually is nowhere near baseball. Ticket. How much is it? Uh, well, I got it on special. It uh, came with my installation of direct TV for free. Oh. So it's free for the first year. No, but you know what? Next year, hope, hope you're looking. To, I think I, I'm trying to remember because they tried to offer it to me. 
it's something fucking ridiculous. I think it's like 50 bucks a month or something. It's like, nope. S- sorry. So, so you're talking upwards of $300. Yep. And that means, and, and you, at $300, they still black out your local team. Uh, they don't black it out. You can't watch it on NFL Sunday Ticket. You have to watch it on your local channel. And see, that's the thing. Me and Cable parted ways a long time ago. I was looking at getting Center Ice Package uh, a year before last. But then they were like, yeah, you can't watch the Red Wings. I'm like, well, then why the fuck do I want it then? Well, you can watch them on cable. I don't want cable. The fuck am I going to pay fucking almost $200 a month for cable and internet, and I use three channels in the internet for everything else? I don't fucking think so. But anyways, yeah, we're, we're straying far from the topic here. I, whatever. I mean, at this point, I'm just surprised the NHL still got its head above water. I really am. I mean, I mean, move I, the Coyotes. Haven't the Coyotes been in? Hasn't the NHL? Isn't it been a burden on them for how? Are they going on what five seasons ish? Or am I overestimating? Oh, it's 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 been a constant clusterfuck with that team since probably before the lockout. I mean, they've dude, they've done everything. They had. They had fucking Gretzky down there coaching, had his hands in hockey operations, didn't help. The NHL actually took the team over at one point. I don't know if they still have control of the team. I think they do. That doesn't help. I mean, I just... I, I, I don't understand why they hold on to that team as much as they do. There has to be something I don't know. There has to be... They, there has to be profit the owners got made by somebody. Of, someone's got pictures of Batman blowing a dude. Something. <laughs> Rubbing it out in the shower. I mean, something. Atlanta didn't make any sense. And what? A little bit over 10 years, they finally, they, they, you know, they gave up the ghost and said, fuck it, move them back to Winnipeg. Nothing. Well, they didn't come from Winnipeg, but they, they said, move them to Winnipeg. I mean, I was thinking, well, it's either going to be them or, or, or Phoenix. It's going to be them or the Coyotes. You get the Coyotes, there they are. Well, Arizona Coyotes, still down there. Dude, I'm telling you, move the Coyotes here. Your problems are done, son. I mean, I'll say this, and then I think we should move on to football. As a a fan of the sport of hockey, I have no hope for the future of the NHL. If they can... Keep the league going if they can provide an entertaining playoffs. That's all I ask. Anything else is gravy on the mashed potatoes to me. Because Batman, it's obvious he's not going anywhere. And when he when he finally steps down, it's going to be Batman Jr. that steps in. I don't mean his son. I'm talking it's going to be an, an, uh, someone who's ex- built exactly like him, who the majority of ownership is going to like because they're going to do what they want. And he's going to piss all over the fucking the, the, the teams that actually keep that league going and afloat. I mean, think about it. How many years, how many years were, were Red Wings fans screaming, move us to the Eastern Conference? Move us to the Eastern Conference. No, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. Then all of a sudden, the team starts sucking. Let's move them to the Eastern Conference. Which, <laughs> by the way, is the harder conference to play in at that point in time. I mean, the, the marquee teams... It's like the NHL is like, oh, they just take for granted. The Canadians, the you know, the 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 Maple Leafs, the Red Wings. Oh, well, whatever. You know, who's Batman's golden boy? Everybody knows the answer to this, even if you're a casual hockey fan. 
Crosby. Well, what the fuck if the before Crosby, what the fuck did the, the Penguins do since the early nineties? A whole lot of nothing. Not even a little bit of the simple fact they won the Crosby lottery is what pushed them up to the uh, uh, the list of importance to the NHL. That's it. You got Ovechkin down in, in, in Washington, who, if he'd have had half of the fucking resources to push him as the face of the fucking NHL, would be just as popular as fucking Crosby. I, I, I believe it. I, I truly do. But they didn't. Nope, he's not our golden boy. He's a European-born player. Here, let's stick this North American pretty boy out here with his wispy-ass Ethan Hawke training day beard. <laughs> Motherfucker grows on his face, sprouts up wild in most guys' assholes by the time they're 13. No love lost. With Rich and Cindy Crosby. So anyways, let's get to let's let's get to the meat of the show. Football, a bread and butter for four months of the year, anyway. Holy shit, football! Oh, uh, is is the whole city of Philadelphia on suicide watch? Yeah, I think at this point the mayor of Philadelphia is calling the mayor of Oakland. Go, how did you deal with it last year? <laughs> Like seriously, how, how did you keep your your constituents from rioting? It looked like every pipe had burst in Philly with all the fucking water in the streets from the tears. Dude, that that is just that's just bad. Not for Philly. That's just bad for the NFL. Yeah, it is. like arguably the hottest team in the league. And the, the catalyst for that goes down, season over with. I mean, because, guys, who's the favorite to win the Super Bowl now? Patriots. Uh, yeah, it's a team in Boston. Same as it ever was. Like, I swear yeah, to God. The goat. I swear to God, I, if, I was, if I was a Philly fan, I'd be checking the payroll and be like, did someone do something? To like set set him up is someone on on Boston's pay or uh, yeah on Boston's payroll someone someone working for uh, Belichick undercover in the download we don't know about it we're calling it injury gate now I mean dude it two years in a row in the in in, in the AFC NFC in the NFL this has happened now the hottest teams out of nowhere boom lose their signal caller okay end of well, season. I, I, I get you, but I don't want to. I don't want to curse it. But Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers might have something to say about that this week. Or, or New England is pissed that Miami just handed them their lunch on national television. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Miami, you're gonna miss the playoffs. But you beat the fucking Patriots. That ten million the Cutler's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what? Though, he looked like he looked like mid-career form, dude. Seriously. Who? Cutler. Cutler. Dude, I knew something was going to be. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't think fucking Patriots were going to lose. But I knew something was up with that game when I saw Sue was talking shit in the press, talking about, yeah, 
this is why I came to Miami to put a hurting on Brady. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? What hurting have you put on Brady since you've been in Miami? You need to shut the fuck up till you got a couple W's in that, co- you know, the check marks in the W column, homeboy. Well, I guess I need to shut the fuck up because him and his team went out there and put a hurting on fucking Brady. Not, not really, dude. Yeah, he beat the Patriots. Woohoo. But he hasn't been relevant since he left Detroit. Strap he just needs to go away. Don't go away, Strap man. Just, just go away. Well, okay. So while we're talking about Tom Brady, as a question I wanted to pose to Rich, because Iceman were debating this. Here it comes. Debating this last night. Would you say that somebody who's putting up stats that are better than their career average is showing signs of age? Because I can't be on board with that line of thinking. Rich, here's the question. Tom Brady is, is showing signs of age with his gameplay yes or no but first you got to answer this question have you watched a patriots game this season what, do i got to take the physical challenge too what the fuck i you, you both Mark asked me questions this motherfucker you both asked me questions that frame it to where you you're going to get an answer that you want and i see it and i'm like eh. dude what's his stats say why does my opinion matter what you're does the his stats breaker. say that's why what does his stats say? What does his stats say? That he's in better shape record? as like he was in in mid career form or whatever the fuck Chris is gonna say. Okay. What what's their win loss record? Ten and three. Okay. What's their spot in the standings? Second. Yeah, they have a playoff spot in other words. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Do I even need to answer? I mean, showing signs of age? Yeah, I guess that if you want, yeah. Maybe he's slower to get up. That could mean anything. Takes a hit, slower to get up. But that doesn't mean that he's fucking lost a step as far as winning and putting up stats, and that's all that fucking matters. Believe me. Rich gets me. If Tom Brady could be wheeled out in a wheelchair, put behind his offensive line. Rich gets you. He's clearly backing me up. He is not. Just because he can find a way to win and post stats doesn't mean he's not showing signs of age. He gets up slower. He can't throw as far. That's showing signs of age, but you still find a way to win. Him showing signs of age makes him a great quarterback in the league because he is the GOAT. He he was amazing for so many years. But he's showing signs of age. Uh, dude, I don't know. We we you have a well established history on this show of needing to declare the end of things. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I, I've known you long enough to know it's part of your personality. Like you know, like oh, the, this is the end here, and and it's just like everything's in cycles with you. And I mean, I get it, but it's like I. Dude, is he still winning? Is he still putting up MV? Is he putting up numbers to the point where he's in the talk of MV being the MVP of the league? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you say signs of age. That could be anything. Signs of age could be he's going gray. Signs of age could be he's getting cranky and yelling at his offensive coordinator on the side of the fucking or on the sidelines. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's affected his play though. 
Gray hair don't play. Yelling at your coordinator doesn't matter. What matters is your record when the playoffs start and how you perform in the playoffs. Okay, you want to go stats. Monday night, he went 0 for 6 or 0 for 6 or 7 on third down. He didn't He laid a turd. Why do we hit the panic button over one shitty game? What's this wee shit? Why does Iceman hit the panic button? Why is over I one shitty game? Who's the rhetorical the we? The royal we. I get Who's hitting panic You know buttons? he ain't gonna he ain't gonna take it that way. Don't feed into his bullshit. You gotta fucking single him out. No, I'm gonna put him in the corner. I'm saying who's hitting a panic button? All I'm saying is the man's showing some signs of age. Okay. And I'm not talking just about Monday. I have watched I a few a few and I'm trying to tell you the numbers will bear that out. And my example was I brought up the stat line of Brett Favre's last year. It was Dude, like the first time that he. It was like the first stats. time that he threw under three thousand yards in his entire career. Yeah. It was the first time. Uh, it, there was a bunch of firsts for that. See, it, it clearly bore out in the numbers that that was all right. You're old. Time to go, buddy. You know, number of dick picks sent one. <laughs> or no, wait. No. That was that was that was in New York. No, I'm not talking about stats. I'm not talking about if he's winning or losing. I'm not talking about can he still get it done. He's proven all of that with the Super Bowl last year. What I'm saying is is his gameplay. I'm watching him. He, he was able to move better in the pocket before. He was able to feel it and, and roll out and make plays better. And, again, I'm talking the whole season. His QB rating on in the last night's game was like 108. Don't fuck with you in the stats, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because that's the result of your performance. That is the end result of your performance. I don't care if he's got 100% in every fucking line of a stat sheet. I don't care. Your point is moot. You cannot <laughs> look at a fucking stat sheet and go, he's not showing any sign. Yes, he is. All right, dude. There's there's signs, man. You've got to watch the game. When he throws it 60 fucking yards and he can't get it 60 fucking yards anymore. When he can, when he used to be able to drop dimes on almost half a fucking the league. When he could throw it three quarters of the fucking field and just so precious right in the hands, right in the breadbasket of his receiver. Can't do it anymore. Not every time. Not like he used to. He's losing a step. His age is showing. No, it's not. Yes, sir, it is. When the Patriots are sitting at like four and seven, I'll buy that argument. You know, when his when his QB rating for the season is like fucking seventy eight, Chris, I'll buy it. You're talking right now. About he's still fucking ghost, he's, dude. He's still the top. If if you look at offensive stats, he's I think the third best quarterback in the league. Chris, you're talking about the goat. The greatest of all time in that position. Him showing yes. signs of making him a normal quarterback. What the fuck? Again, your stats are the end result of your performance. They indicate otherwise. Okay. I, think it's safe to say, I think it's safe to say there's 10, 12 teams right now in the NFL. They'd be more than happy to take Tom Brady with his showing signs of age as their quarterback versus the quarterback they have. I totally agree. 12, uh, 31. He's still a top three <laughs> quarterback. 
even with him showing signs of age. All I'm saying is it's not as easy as it used to be for him. That's it. The fact that he can still get it done, hello, he's the fucking goat. That he's 10-3, and three, that he's making all of these stats. He's the goddamn goat. Of course he's going to make his stats. Watch his gameplay. Watch how it's not easy to make the throws that he used to do every fucking weekend and week out. He can't get it like that anymore. The fact that he's the fucking goat and finds a way to win and get shit done makes him Tom Brady. Jesus. We're going to agree to disagree on this one. When the Patriots are sitting at 500 and he's got a QB rating of 80, I'll start buying it. Let's move on because there was, there, was, there was other games. What, well, when that happens, game. dude, then we can say it's over. <laughs> Fuck. I think, then I think it's not showing the, signs. It's fucking turn out the lights time. I think one of the mistakes we made going into talking about the NFL is that we didn't go in chronological order because we really need to talk about that Steelers-Bengals game that happened as we were recording last episode. No shit. I did talk about it, kind of. I was trying to tell you guys. The hits on that motherfucker, whoo, and that took me back to like 1980s. I'm not even kidding you. And I hope to God you guys looked up some of those hits. No, I, no, I totally watched it. And I also read uh, Sports Illustrated basically put out a couple different articles and I here, let me see. I'm just going to read you what it's 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 fairly short. This is Jimmy Trania from Sports Illustrated. It says if not enjoying last night's Steelers Bengal games makes me a big snowflake, then so be it. But watching players get stretched stretchered off the field because of vicious hits does not make a football game better. It's not entertaining. It's not amusing. It's not exciting. I see people say fans watch for big hits. One, that's bull. Two, there's a difference between a big hit and trying to inflict injury on someone. The hits were what they were. It's up to you to decide how you feel about a game spinning out of control like that. What I found just as distasteful, what I found just as distasteful as what took place in the field was Ben Roethlisberger's post-game interview with Lisa Salters of ESPN. His teammate Ryan Shazer was taken to a hospital because of his. Is any pronounce his name? Shazier. Shazier. Thank you. I nothing's pronounced like it's supposed to be anymore, so I knew I was pronouncing it wrong. Was taken to a hospital because of a serious back injury. Another t- uh, teammate, Juju Smith, almost turned Vontae Perfect into a sympathetic figure after he cheap shot at him and then walked over him while he was injured and down on the ground. And Antonio Brown almost got decapitated while making a touchdown cat- catch. But Roethlisberger, who's been known not to use good judgment in the past, chalked all this nonsense up to AFC North football. ESPN actually gave Roethlisberger a chance to redeem himself after his foolish answer, and he just doubled down. What a cringeworthy, tough guy routine from Roethlisberger. God forbid he would have been honest and said, well, things got out of control, we need to clean it up. Instead, he decided to give an enormously stupid answer. Who who cares if guys can't move or walk or have their brains scrambled? We play in a tough conference. How awful is Roethlisberger? He repeated the idiotic AFC North football line a second time at the end of his interview. Pathetic. Written by a guy who doesn't like sports. Why do you work for Sports Illustrated? I'm a big Ben on this one. Well, I mean, like I, dude, I'm, they know what they know. When they bought that shirt, they know what's up. I mean, you, you, you 
Do you think the guys who take the big hits are surprised that they're taking the big hits? No. Yeah, taking them for really. They've been taking them since they've been playing Pop Warner. When you start Pop Warner, like eight. Dude, Perfect is a middle linebacker. Got totally blindsided by Juju Smith-Schuster. Totally. And then it didn't even, it wasn't even a respectful thing afterwards. He stood over him like, I just fucking owned you. Oh, to, to me, this is like joining the military and acting surprised like you when you get shot. Quite honestly... I'm 50-50 on it, man. Seriously. You know the deal. It, 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 it really turned from like a football game into like a slugfest. That happens sometimes. We've seen that. This isn't the first time that's happened. I mean, it's just the most recent example. It, it turned into like if you were watching baseball and your, your favorite your, or one of the players got beamed, you know somewhere – the the other player the other team's gonna get beamed. So it happens, and that's what it turned into. And at that point, the, it's not it's no longer a baseball game. It's who's gonna get hit game, and that's what football turned into at, at with this game. Dude, it's called competition. I get it. Sometimes I said I'm fifty fifty. I enjoyed the a little bit more heated. Sometimes I enjoyed the piss out of heated. I just don't think it was just like it wasn't a normal NFL game today. It took, like I said, it took me back to the 1980s. You don't think the the, the Pats and the Steelers this coming week are going to be getting down just like that? And I, I just, dude, I'm with Big Ben. I think if that Raiders got a problem with it, you shouldn't be covering football. I, I, I don't know. Showing his age. It, I like I said, I'm 50-50. I enjoyed the piss out of it, but it didn't look like a. You know, let's get this one, let's put it in the bag. We need this win for a conference game. We need this win for, you know, to get home field. It, it started turning into a slugfest. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But, whew, some of those hits, boy. Oh. Hey, you know what that is? That's December football. I'll give you another quote, Big Ben. You call that AFC North football in December. Oh. If Rich's Mike died again. No, he said he'd be right back. Uh, well, that was no. like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> he had to go squirt one out. That's all right. Uh, nah. No, uh, just Shazir, uh, he's done. He had to have spine surgery. So I'm not saying done for the season. I think his career's ended. And he, he was the star middle linebacker for Pittsburgh. Um, if you watch the hit on... Uh, what is Brown in the end zone? Oh, how did he still have his helmet on? And hey, man, what did they say? Things got a little chippy in that game? Oh, God, no, dude. It's way beyond chippy. Isn't that what Gruden says? <laughs> <laughs> Gruden was pissed. Seriously. He was commentating the whole thing. He's like, this right here shouldn't be allowed. This. Uh, he... he He was, like, stunned that they allowed the game to continue with all the hits that was going on. It's ridiculous amounts of hitting, dude. When when you get hits that result in people having spine surgery to stabilize their spine, shit's gotten a little real, dude. Seriously. I mean, uh, God, I, I, I sound like I'm being so flippant about it. It just it's, it's collateral damage, man. It's not like it's widespread. 
Okay, all right. But you're talking like I would about 1980s football. This is 2017. But this is snowflake material. This is exactly the epitome of what everybody writes about that hates football right now. The concussions, the CTEs, the injuries, the toxic masculinity, all of that. This game had it all for them. Oh, this, will, this shit makes football great, in my opinion. Mine too. That's what the audience. It's, but that's that's what the audience wants. I think that's what every all the people who may say it forget. Like, there's still an audience. People are still watching. It's what the audience wants. You start giving the audience something different. That's you're gonna start seeing your ratings really eroding. Then people can stand, sit, kneel. Who gives a shit if your fan base just starts going away because you're not giving them the product they wanted? That's gonna be a big problem. Well, that was a huge problem when it was, you know, the talk of the CTE and what I think it was two seasons ago. It was flag football, and what I mean by that is every fucking other down there was a flag. You still with us, Rich? <laughs> the answer is no. The toilet. He went to Chicago. <laughs> toilet. He went to Chicago. Yeah. You know me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, there he is. Yeah, I sent you guys a message. Be right back. Oh, but that was like 10 minutes ago. That's well, 20 minutes ago now. Stamp on mine. Well, I had to run to the kitchen. I came back, checked in, and I had to run to the bathroom. Sorry, I'm not moving quickly with fucking one and a half legs. So, my bad. No. My bad, too. I thought it was an old message. Uh, we, we talked about the uh, the game, the Pittsburgh and Bengals. I, I think the interesting thing is Sports Illustrated's take on it. What do you expect an athlete who just played a game to say? He hasn't watched game footage. You're caught up in the emotion of the moment. You're caught up in the heat of the moment. You, what do you expect him to, 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 to deliver some sort of, you know, Shakespearean soliloquy to you? No. He said he gave a pat answer. That's AFC North football. I, I don't know. I like uh, Mike Mitchell's answer. He, he went on a huge tirade. Saying that, you know, that's football and, you know, now I, I feel like I got to ask a guy, are you ready for me to hit you before I hit him? <laughs> Pardon mean, me, sir. May I tackle you now? No, I, dude, I agree with you. That's why, I mean, the, the quote that sticks out, he said, this is combat, contact sport. There's going to be injuries. If you don't want to get injured, don't come out here. This is for real men. And real men being the James Harrison type, not the Caitlyn Jenner type. All right. Oh. So I, I, I look. I what? What do we want? Do, do do we want contact sports to go away? Because no. more and more in mainstream media, I'm starting to hear how if you watch football, you're a horrible person. And I mean, I'll be horrible every Sunday. But I mean, Chris, like this is. Uh, there's no way I can touch on this without touching on other things. This is why I bristle so much at letting people on the fringes of society throw labels around and letting them stick. Because just like now 
to a certain and growing group of people in this country, if you voted for Trump, you're a Nazi, you're a white supremacist, you're a KKK member, you hang black people in your backyard from the tree with your free time. The, the, now that they saw that, that that very vocal minority could get away with fucking blanket labels like that, you're seeing other people take up the fucking the mantle of it and go, oh, yeah, we can do that, too. And so you're starting to see these fucking people who I honestly either don't have any interest in sports or for whatever reason can't see a sport for what it is and think that they have to interject like politics and every, in, in, into everything, which is, well, if you watch, if you watch football, oh, you're a horrible person. And it's coming from multiple sources. It's coming from non-sports people, from sports people, because it's been accepted. We, we can do this now. We can just... Make blanket statements about a whole entire group of people and no one argues with it. Rich, you were gone when I said this. You do know what happened to Jazeera, right? Yeah, with his spine? Yeah. I I think he's done done. Not just season, but, but I think career. But Iceman, we're, we're, we're highlighting an isolated incident. Like it always happens. It's not, this isn't like an epidemic. This isn't a pandemic. It's not happening every week. Some guy's getting a spinal sta- spine stabilization surgery. I mean, what's, we're taking the outlier and we're, 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 you know, we're fucking saying the sky has fallen. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, people who otherwise do not give a shit about the sport all of a sudden become Google experts on the sport. And we'll start throwing out like, oh, what about Mike Utley? And what about Mike Utley? How many fucking decades ago was that? Right. Are we literally seeing people be paralyzed every fucking Sunday? Because let me tell you something. If we were, this sport would be shut down. There would be congressional hearings. People would fucking go to jail. Nobody with any money. It'd be all the low-rung people because shit rolls downhill, so they'd pass the buck to them. You'd see equipment managers testifying to keep from doing 20 years and all this shit. Believe me, that if, if, if this sport was half as savage as they're trying to make it out to be, that's what you would see. And furthermore, you got the whole fucking the CTE issue, which, look, the NFL fucked itself on that. They should have got ahead of that issue and said, yeah, look, we understand there's risk involved. That's why they're, that's one of the reasons they're paid like they are. The other reason is because if they're making 30 million, then they're putting 130 million in somebody's pocket who's paying that 30 million. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that. No, you see, you have that, that, that doctor who said she got 200 brains and out of the 200 brains, the 110 that she looked at, 109 of them had CTE. What happened to the other 90 brains? Why, why, am, why am I on this shitty podcast who no one listens to, the only fucking person even remotely sniffing the media's last fucking fart, asking this question? I don't understand it. I mean, dude, that's a skewed presentation. I couldn't get past fifth grade science with that. Yet... This shit's posted, and everyone just, and, and, and people fucking cut and paste articles, and everybody just goes, oh, oh, that's the way it is. Really? Right. If I hand you t- it's the way the society is. 
It's just like you said, I'm going to skew everything to fit my point, right? That's how I am. But that's how society is. The problem is, is society is all about, you know, save the children, be nice, toxic, toxic masculinity, you know, hurting people is bad. And every week, yes, they have something to point to. You know, the Bengals-Steelers game was obvious. I mean, the whole fucking game was something they could point to. You know, last week, or this week, past, you know, Tom Savage. You know, that that whole thing where he looked like he had a seizure after he got a hit. Uh, Carson Wentz going down with a, a knee tear. I, I mean, every week they could point to something and go, look, this is bad. People are hurt. Every week they can do that. Yeah. Every week they absolutely could. And every single fucking day you can look at the statistics of how many people get maimed, injured, killed, working their everyday job for a fuck of a lot less money. Mm-hmm. But that's not a sexy issue. Now, is it? It makes it, It's more fun to sit back and snipe from the sidelines at a fucking sport than it is to go, well, wait a minute. If I'm so worried about human beings, what about these people that work in these scab factories that are running fucking machines wide open, getting their fucking arm, you know, the, caught in a machine and drugged through the fucking gears and killed? Well, you know, that's not, I mean, that's, they knew the risk when they took that job. You don't want that to happen. Don't take that job. So why doesn't that attitude fucking carry over to the NFL? Well, two reasons. One, it doesn't fit their narrative. And two, that fucks with their own money. <laughs> there you they're go. Fine. They're fine when they fuck with other people's money. But you start fucking with my job and my money. Well, okay, stop talking. <laughs> Guys, how many times have I said on this podcast alone, not not including in conversation with you two just one-on-one, but in this podcast alone, when I see players come out, put in three, four, five years in the NFL, go, I made my money, I'm leaving, and I, and I still have all my faculties, I'm like, good. That's the way to do it. This this is not a the NFL is not something you do to the day you die. The NFL is a pit stop on the way to the rest of your life. And when you look at it that way and you plan it that way and you build around your you build your life around the NFL that way, you have a life after the NFL. It's the guys whose whole life is football who think they're fucking invincible, who think they're going to play when they're fucking 60 and be the first one to ever do it. Because they're invincible, just ask them, they'll tell you. There's Those are the guys that end up broken, no money for the fucking surgeries they need, played well after. If you can't protect yourself on a field or on the ice or on a court, you do not need to be out there playing that sport, period. And there are guys right now playing in the NFL who shouldn't be playing anymore, period. And I do agree with, I, I agree with this. When Savage got hit and I saw him having that seizure, I was like, oh, his ass needs to be out of the game. And when he came back, I was like, oh, that's you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Dude, even my shit job, we had a kid fall out from a seizure. We gave him the rest of the day off. I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. Jesus Christ, you get shot in the line of duty as a cop. You get fucking all the time off you need, plus you get to name your next assignment. This fucker's over there flopping around like he's having a grand mall. No, he'll be all right. Just put him on the sidelines for a few plays. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yeah, sw- swig from the Gatorade, kid. You'll be good. Give him some oxygen. The fuck's oxygen going to do? 
Damn it, we already lost to Sean Watson. We can't lose Savage. Put him back in. But here is where I'm different than those people who say he shouldn't have been put back in the game. You're right. But ultimately, whose decision was it? Yes. No one, no one stuck a gun in the back of his head and said, get out there and get under center. And I'm sorry, but if the peer pressure of the team is, 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 is you are so prone to and, and, and so sensitive to that you'll go out there and put your life on the line, then guess what? We ain't losing a Rhodes Scholar if you die on the field anyways. I'm sorry. Hey, do you want to shoot this heroin? No, I'm good. It's really good heroin. I said I'm good. Thank you. End of fucking disease. This ain't no after-school special. <laughs> get the, who the fuck who graduated high school who didn't get over peer pressure? If you're a grown-ass adult and peer pressure can make you do something and puts your life in danger, you're stupid. That I can't blame. Yeah, other people shouldn't be encouraging you, but ultimately it's his decision. So why the fuck? I just it irritates me, man. It irritates me. Well, why are we, I mean, yeah, it was a rough game. I watched the hits. It got out of fucking control. But that's not the first fucking time. It won't be the last time. You want to see a fucking Steelers-Bengals game that got out of control? Go back and look at the playoff game where fucking uh, uh, Carson Palmer got his leg rolled over and they stuck in, uh, oh, shit, the Jesus freak who played for Detroit for a while. Oh, uh, uh, Kitna. Kitna. They stuck Kitna in. And fucking... The minute they stuck Kitna in, the Bengals started talking all this shit to the Steelers. And that's when Joey Porter said, you know, I was getting ready to feel sorry for you because you lost Palmer. But now you're going to talk shit? I know you don't think you're going to win with Kitna. <laughs> Foot meet ass. And went out there and stomped a mud hole. Because that's what you do in football. If you are not in, if you are not at, and I get it, peak, you're, no, no athletes ever peak without any injury. You play football hurt all the time. I understand that. But there's a difference between I got a leg cramp that keeps fucking trying to lock my leg up and, hey, uh, how many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. I can't see. Oh, well, don't worry. Go out there. Your vision will come back. Yeah, Fuck quote, that. The program, the movie, the program, are you hurt or are you injured? What? What do you mean? Well, if you're hurt, you can still play. If you're injured, you can't. Exactly. I, I just, this is all I'm going to say about it because we've talked too much about other people's opinions that really don't matter about football. I love football. I've played football. I've coached football. I've watched football. I've studied football. It, it's never going to change until somebody says a commissioner like gets rid of Goodell and, and comes in and goes, we're changing it to flag football. <laughs> it's never going to change. And even, even in flag football, you're still going to have twisted ankles and fucked up knees and, you know, the occasional broke finger. Oh, I'll go one, I'll go one better than that. God forbid it does turn into flag football. You're going to have, especially that generation that has to get used to playing that way, you're going to have those guys snap on the field and say, fuck this, and just fucking <laughs> level a dude. Shoulder go, tackle somebody. Yeah, and go take your flag and stuff it up your ass and walk off the fucking field with the ejection proud as fuck for doing it. Yeah. It's only going to be after it's been a generation or two of, of kids coming up playing. And that's once again, this is, this is where it's going to change from. It's not going to change at the pro level. It's going to change in pop Warner, then high school, then college. 
And then you're going to have players who weren't taught how to play football that way who are going to go into the pros, and one of two things is going to happen. They're going to get killed in the pros, figuratively, maybe literally, or the NFL is going to change the way the game's played and adjust to the players that they're getting sent to them. Because I just don't see the NFL going, all right, we're a non-contact sport anymore. Throughout history, when it comes to sports, the, the masculinity, toxic or whatever, has always shined through. All the way from the gladiator days to present football. It's going to be there for many years to follow. Even if it is a televised football, there will be cage fights all throughout the world. It's just, it's going to happen. Now, the this has been stated over and over and over. This is their choice. The players choose to take the risk of going out there and hurting themselves for a lifetime. It's what happens. It's not even as simple as, as our own jobs. It's, this, it's as simple as you choose to drive a car. You can't control if somebody else is driving drunk or not. You choose to fly a plane. You can't control the weather. You can't control if the plane's put together well enough. We all make choices. Their choice is to go out there and hit somebody and get hit. And for the few of us that are, many of us, however many there are, that really like football, we watch it. If you don't, don't fucking watch it. Sit over there in the corner and point a finger and tell us how bad we are for watching it. We're going to point one right back at you, but it ain't going to be the same finger. See what you did there. Well, to, so, to, to, to get off the fucking whole, you know, horribleness of the game, we really should bring up that well, someone has survived for over a decade. And is now retiring. Devin Hester. The GOAT. I mean, is there any as argument? As returners go, yeah. Yeah, is there any argument he is the best return man the NFL has ever seen to this point? Nope, because he's retiring, and Deion Sanders tweeted out that he is the best returner ever. I mean, dude, I just remember that Super Bowl against the Colts when they were talking to Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning, and they said... So what was the conversation before kickoff? They said, "Well, if we win the toss and we they, you know, we're going to choose the kick to them, are we going to give a squib kick or are we going to actually give it a proper kickoff?" And Dungey said, "No, I'm going to I'm going to have him kick it off like it's a normal game." And Manning goes, "Okay, so you know, it's kickoff, so I stand up and I'm looking at all the cameras go off and I'm like taking it all in and I'm like, okay, Hester's got it. Wow. A lot of cameras. Wait a minute. And Hester's still going and he's still going and oh fuck. He's in the end zone. Well, shit. At least we get the ball back quick. (laughs) I mean, dude, that was like, I know the, you know, he played for the bears, total, whatever fucking shit you got to say, Earl. But that was like, the most pimp shit in the world for Tony Dungy and, and, and the team to be like, hey, we had the conversation. Maybe we should just squib it. Instead, no, nah, they got cocky. We're going to kick it to Devin Hester. No one runs back the opening kickoff for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> history, meet Devin Hester. <laughs> well, actually, yes. I think that's why the angled kicks really started was Devin Hester. I think he was one of the original founders of that. 
I mean, know, dude, te- teams would kick to him and he'd run it back and they try to kick it away from him. Somehow he would get it and fucking run it back. He had 20 non-offensive touchdowns in his career. That's the most ever. Deion Sanders only had 19. So it just, it gets to the point where, you know, people like Tony Dungy in the regular season was like, I ain't scared. Okay. <laughs> Say hello to seven <laughs> points for the other team, dude. <laughs> no, man, it, 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 he was, there's very few players that I'm not a, like, I'm, I'm not a Devin Hester fan because I'm not a Bears fan. He never really played for a team that I, you know, I had any rooting interest in. So there, he's one of the very few players that's like, I'm glad that I was watching football and aware of what I was watching while he was in in his prime. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like it's going to be like Tom Brady. I'm not even. I'm not even going to put Peyton Manning in that group. Peyton Manning had great games that I remember watching, but like. It just wasn't like, oh shit, Manning's got the ball. Everything has to stop. It's must see TV right now. No, it's Devin like Hester Barry Sanders. Was, yeah, De- Devin Hester was. They're kicking this. They're kicking the Hester. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shut, shit. Up. shut it. Shut up. Sit down. Hold on. Every kickoff, I, you had to watch the first five seconds of the kickoff because if it didn't get angled, you had to watch the rest of the kickoff. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, dude was just ridiculous. And I mean, yes, it's a video game, but still, this will tell you something. He's the only person to ever have a 100 rating in any category on Madden. And it was kick returns. He was Mm -hmm. a 100 kick returner. I mean, that's got to tell you something right there. They've never done that in the history of that game until him. But yeah, it's... I mean, I, to be honest with you, here's here's the other part. I didn't even know he was still playing. Hmm. Yeah, same here. I mean, when's the Went last time? It, it's kind of like when somebody dies and you're like, I thought they died already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was in a hot Lana. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I'm fucking, you know. Okay. Seriously, he was a Falcon. Well, he, he didn't play this year. He played in 2016 for the Ravens. Two years for the Falcons, rest for the Bears. So he had an 11-year career. Yeah. And I mean, dude, even as a, even as a wide receiver, he, I mean, put up respectable numbers. But I mean, that's not, that's not what's going to, that's not what's getting him in the fucking Hall of Fame. No. And I mean, we have to, we have to have this conversation. Isn't he like seriously a Hall of Famer? I mean, I, if you could put a kicker in, Based on what they've done on special teams, why can't you put him in for what he did on special teams? Oh, he's got to go. Well, you could argue anyone who's considered the best at their position is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got to go. I mean, Jesus, God, dude. His rookie year, he had 600 return yards off of punts. Well, that's what I'm saying. The most return TDs in NFL history were uh, Devin Hester at number one, Deion Sanders. And uh, Rod Woodson, respectively. Jesus, God. His rookie year, he had 1,128 return yards off of combined off of kicks and punts. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the field's only 100 yards long. Go figure that shit out. 
His average was 26.4 off of kick returns and 12.8 off of punts. I would like to see the fucking NFL average for that year. I guarantee you he smashed it. Two tiny nuts, bits. And then, and then you have a team like the Bucks, who never had returned a kick for a touchdown for like 33 years, their first 33 years of existence. Like Devin Hester has more return kicks for a touchdown than Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and Carolina all combined. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, man, that that's that. If you, if if you're a young guy and you didn't get to see him in his prime, yeah, sorry about your luck. Yeah, at least, at least, at least he played for a period of time where they had high def, so you get to see it nice and clear. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, well, they went to a Super Bowl. He got to play in it. He returned a quick off in it. <laughs> turned a punt in it. Well, the <laughs> the beauty of that uh, that game just and this is just strictly a side note is. Uh, uh, that Super Bowl we had decided at the Super Bowl party I was at for every time they score, we we're going to take a shot and slam a beer. And I hadn't even literally taken my seat, and already I was being handed a beer and a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, bitch. I was like, what the fuck happened? They just had kickoff. Oh, Hester. Hester. He had to give me shit. Like, oh boy, they better not kick to him, man. This could be a fucking, this could be a very bad tomorrow. Oh, God. No, it's like I said, and then he had those coaches was like, I ain't scared. Okay. <laughs> You've been warned. But yeah. here, here's the sad thing is you'll never see him again. There will be another, won't be another Devin Hester because of the change in football. Oh, yeah. They moved the the kickoff spot up so that most of the kickers kick it out of the end zone now. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, once again, goes back to player safety. Mm-hmm. Where were most players getting injured? Kick returns. So let's limit how much players can actually return the ball. Yeah, let's change the whole dynamic of the game. But, yeah. So what else we got in the NFL? Oh, there's so much. The fucking snowball. Yeah. Did you hear what what they were doing in Buffalo before the game? Free seats and $10 an hour to come shovel out the, the, the stands where Buffalo plays. <laughs> I'd do that shit. I would too. <laughs> as a diehard fan? Fuck yeah. Not even as a diehard fan. Ten dollars an hour plus free seats. You just paid for my whole sit, my whole game. That's true, because that's your drinking money. That's right. <laughs> I mean, me should... keep your cash. Just give me a whole bunch of drink tickets, and we're good, <laughs> son. I was about to say these are Buffalo fans. These people <laughs> throw each other through tables to warm up for the game. Okay, I mean, you know. It's, Pretty sure if you want to get drunk, you can be drunk and shoveling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But no, man, that yeah, that game was fucking woof. 
I expected to see like a walker from Star Wars on the horizon every time they showed a fucking aerial shot. Like, oh shit, here comes the Empire. Like that was dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I, I've heard different estimates. I've heard anywhere between a foot to a foot and a half of snow fell during the game. Oh, it was more. It had to be more than that. People f- fell and got covered by the snow, Rich. I know. I saw it. <laughs> like I, Buffalo's quarterback Nathan, whatever his fucking nuts, went into the snow and disappeared. Came up and was like, "Medic." <laughs> <laughs> we got a Casavac. I'm out of the fucking tundra. <laughs> He was like looking for the help because he got injured. <laughs> Fucking the paramedics couldn't find him and shit. <laughs> they send the cart out to pick him up. It runs him over because they can't see him. <laughs> well, we had a bump. I don't know. Maybe it was the football. Man, this snow's deep. <laughs> yeah, and the the lineman had to clear off a spot for Vinatieri to kick a field goal. <laughs> He kicked it four feet wide to the right, and it curved in because of the wind. Yeah, I know, right? That was, that was an act of God. That was not Vinatieri. That was an act of God. Yeah, that, that was just stupid, stupid snow. So, I mean, are we going to talk about, like, the 500-pound gorilla in the room, which is always with us when Earl's with us? Nope. Well, you don't want to talk to you? Don't, don't, don't want to talk about the fact that the Lions went down there and gave Tampa Bay hope that they would actually win the game? <laughs> Dude, they were stomping the shit out of them. It was 21-7. Were. It's word in that sense. The Detroit uh. defense had five takeaways. Two fumble recoveries, three interceptions. And it still came down to a final field goal with Prater. The fuck out of here. Well, I mean, you know, dude, they were playing Tampa, one of the dominant teams in the NFL. So, oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, the Lions. Well, it, the minute we heard Rodgers was back, it was like, <laughs> wah, wah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks for showing up, guys. He, they could have set themselves up to where it wouldn't matter, but they didn't. So, yeah, last game of the season in Detroit with uh, Rodgers under center. Are, are we thinking Hail Mary part two? Sure. Or will he not even need a Hail Mary? He's just going to fucking just run rough shot over him. Uh, he's going to be back with a vengeance. We, we beat him the last time we played him. So, yeah, dude. I'm not impressed. Did you guys read the story of uh, the Seattle Seahawks defensive player that was being escorted out, got something thrown at him, and then Mm -hmm. went to the stands? Oh, yeah. And Chris Carter said, he's not disrespecting you. He's acting like a fan. Shut up and go to the locker room. Yep. That's my favorite part. Whoa, 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 whoa. Having shit thrown at you from the stands? Uh, I don't know. That's acting like a fan. That's acting like an asshole. Well, I get that. That's being an asshole fan. But I mean, like we've all seen, like you know, maybe you've been at the Silverdome or perhaps Ford Field, and there's <laughs> been a time or two where the Lions have put in a particularly shitty performance. I mean, you see people 
you know, not, you know, it hasn't been raining garbage on the Lions, but every now and then an object or two will find its way towards a player. Sometimes it'll hit them. Sometimes it'll come severely short. I'm just remembering the malice at the palace time. Well, <laughs> that was an idiot. Like, both of them. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I think, uh, my opinion, I think part of that million dollar salary you get is to have composure in times like that. <clears throat> but uh, you start throwing shit at me from the stands. I, you're on your own on this one, homeboy, unless Earl agrees with you. You start chucking shit at me from the stands. You just, you took yourself and placed yourself in the game as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's the... That's like these guys that, that, you know, guys go in the penalty box and they start dumping shit on their head over the glass. What mm-hmm. do you think is going to happen? What happens 90% of the time is what's going to happen. You're going to get a well, guy who's going to go, fuck that, go over the glass and beat the shit out of that guy for doing that. Right. right. But he was an ejected player. It was a defensive tackle. Uh, his name's Quentin Jefferson. Uh, him and uh, the other, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sheldon Richardson for Seattle. <laughs> Near the end of the game, they got into a fight with uh, Fournette, and uh, they got ejected. So the fan was just showing his disapproval for fighting their starting running back. And it, it wasn't like it wasn't like that uh, John Rocker thing where he got a battery thrown at him. It, you know, I think it was like a beer or something got chucked at him, and this big some bitch just throws the the Seattle Seahawks security staff member out of the way who tries to get into the stand. And it's like, hello, you're in Jacksonville. Even if you get in the stand, as big and as strong as you are, they're going to fuck you up. Well, you also got to take into consideration there's going to be a lot of people going, I don't want none of that. Go ahead, man. He, that guy right there threw it. It's dude, really the the bad. Game. They're fucking drunk as shit. I, I mean, I guess in numbers... You'd be right, you know, four or five Jacksonville-sized dudes gang up on them. But you got to remember, these NFL guys are physical speci- physical specimens, man. They're fucking huge dudes. Yeah, as, <laughs> as I had to explain to a mutual friend of ours, Earl, these guys have been working out every day since, like, Middle school, because we had a mutual friend who thought he could kick Joey Harrington's ass. Joey Harrington's a pussy. And I'm like, Joey Harrington would slap the shit out of you. <laughs> he wouldn't even and fuck your girlfriend. Yeah. And then go play a, a, a sensitive piano ballad and sing it while you're still bleeding on the ground. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't whooping Joey Harrington's ass. Mr. I, I haven't worked out except for 12 ounce curls for the last three years. All right, it, it, it don't it don't work that way. Yeah, there's the video. You guys can watch it. Oh no, no I, I I agree, but it, he never really made it up there. But the thing is, is he, after fighting Leonard Fournette on the field, getting ejected for throwing a punch, he goes over and starts talking shit to the Jaguar fans, like literally. He's not just walking down the tunnel and and somebody hits him. He just goes over there and starts mouthing off to Jaguar fans, and people start throwing beer at his ass. And then he's going to be all big and bad and try to jump up into the stands. Now I understand he's been, you know, he's a physical specimen and working out, but there's a lot of people in that stands. 
and he's already offended them by fucking with their team and then coming over and talking shit to them personally. I mean, I, to me, dude, you're a fan. Say what you, if I'm a player, say you can say anything you want. I fucked your mother. I fucked your dead granny. I fucked your daughter. I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to be like, okay, as long as you're in the stands talking that shit, that's fine. The minute you try to inject yourself on this field, you are now fair game, in my opinion. And if that means you're chucking something at me, then I'm going to come up and Obviously, you wanted my attention. Now you got it. May I help you? I understand that, <laughs> Rich. But if he's walking down the tunnel, you know, just, you know, go fuck yourself. I, I was, I just beat up your fucking running back. Just walked down the tunnel and people were shouting things at him, you know, and then threw a beer at him or something. I get it. But this big motherfucker went over and started jawjacking the, the entire grandstand. Now, as a fan, I know I'm not going to get anywhere near you. Matter of fact, you can watch this video, dude. Security jumps up into the stands. So I know I'm not getting anywhere near you. But you're running your mouth to me like you're somebody. I got a beer. Here, wear that, motherfucker. Just another Take reason Take your ejected why. ass down the fucking tunnel. Just another reason why I love the old school NHL. Because there's a video. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be on YouTube somewhere. Somewhere there's a video of it. Of Ty Domi going to the penalty box and some dude talking shit, hanging over the glass, dumping beers on him and shit. And then he fucked up and lost his balance and fell into the penalty box. And uh -oh. Ty Domi just starts fucking beating the shit out of this guy. <laughs> 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 and security and the linesmen are like, bro, that's Ty Domi. I'm not trying to break that up. Come on, man. <laughs> The linesmen are like, we just broke it up on the ice. We're not trying to break it up in the penalty box. And the security's just standing there, oh, well, all right, let's go in here. They're like, okay, that's enough. He's had enough. I'm just, look, I'm not advocating what the fans did. I'm not advocating what the player did before anybody. Like, you want to talk some shit? Talk shit. All right, as a, players, they should be able to fucking handle it. Their skin should be thicker than that. All right, him going over talking shit to the fans. No, it's not the most intelligent thing, but it happens every single NFL game, dude. Every single game. Jimmy Porter used to have fucking groups of fans when he would go to other fucking cities that would buy tickets just to be by the bench because they would just talk shit back and forth whenever he wasn't on the field. I mean, that's, that's, that, like, it's a given. You're going to get some guys are going to be like, oh, you like that? How you, that's right, go home. There ain't nothing else to see here. And I mean, I, you know, hey, I'm, I understand it's part of the fun, right? I, I used to sit out in right field and talk shit. And you know what? The best is when you'd actually say something so funny and so profane that the fucking player would turn around and give you a fucking smile. That's when you're like, damn, I actually touched the nerve in this motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm saying, if he was at home with the 12th man, you know, he would have been praised the entire way through the grandstand, down the tunnel. They'd have been chanting his name when he was getting in his, while he was taking a shower. 
<laughs> they'd have been, yeah, they'd have been throwing flowers and shit at his feet. Right. <laughs> but he was in Jacksonville. He already fucked up on the field enough to get ejected. Take your ass off the field. Don't I, go to the fucking grandstand and start jawjacking players or, or fans, like rather. I and agree. expect nothing to happen. Look, and I, it's dumbass move to go to the fucking grandstand. Dumbass move to start talking shit to the fans. Dumbass move on the fans to fucking start chucking shit at them. There's enough blame to go around for everybody. No one's fucking. No one's hands are clean in this situation. I mean, I. That's just. I'm sorry. It's just how I feel. I, I again, I compare it to John Rocker because John Rocker was walking off the field, minding his own goddamn business. Boy, we got hit by a battery for no particular reason. <laughs> Bro, they threw rocks at Santa <laughs> at an Eagles game. Okay. <laughs> Football fans, I think it's safe to say football fans just don't give a fuck, okay? I mean, get it. when they tore down the Silverdome, Drew and Mike had a whole bit that lasted, like, for six months of Silverdome memories of, oh, I got so drunk and got into a fight and a chick popped her top. It was great. And it was accurate as fuck, and they were goofing on people. That's the thing. They were making fun of people, trying to exaggerate situations. People were calling in going, was that from this game? Because I was at that game. That's exactly what happened. And they're like, we were making shit up. <laughs> y'all, y'all were fighting in the stands and popping tops that much? And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Lions. They didn't have nothing to celebrate. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, dude, it's Jacksonville fans. They got a decent team for a change. They're feeling themselves. What do you expect? I mean, come on now. Like, they wake up, they go, oh, God, I'm a football fan, but I'm a Jacksonville fan. But we got a decent team this year, but we still have those uniforms and them stupid two-tone helmets. I think I'm going to pick a fight with a fucking player on the opposite team. (laughs) Dude, I shit you not. Every time I see their helmet, I keep thinking that they forgot to take off their helmet beanie. (laughs) Because <laughs> the front of the, the front of their helmet is completely black, and it looks like it's all scrunched up like a practice beanie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it, it, two of the worst uniforms in the NFL. Two of the teams who have the worst uniforms in the NFL reside in Florida, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Dolphins. So, anyways, oh, anything man. else before the picks or? What's up well, I do, I do want to say thanks a lot, Hudley. Fucker. Oh, whatever. Brown's defense. What the fuck? You had him. Where's Green when I need him? Coach, tell him. You had him. And you let him get away. First one in the season. I even called it in chat. I was like, yeah. You suck all by yourself, Lions. No. No, you don't. Fucking overtime Packers. Motherfucker. Nah. Uh, all right. Chris, you're a lot of shit. Uh, well, uh, well, no, the fucking, how about, uh, I leaned into the mic, my bad. How about uh, the Vikings, man? How about the Vikings? Showing they're mortal. Well, so are the Saints, <laughs> for that matter, for talking mortals. Yeah, well, no, but the Vikings weren't on top of their division. Saints were, weren't they duking it out? Weren't they tied? Or are they now tied? I think they're now tied. Yeah. 
think so. Yeah. But uh, all right, man, let's get uh, to they were tied. It's nine and four. We're for for like a four hour show. Right. I'm on the West Coast. It's twelve thirty. Eight so, and five for Falcons. All right. Yeah, I'm on the West Coast. It's twelve thirty. So for like Rich is like four in the morning almost. So let's get to the picks. <laughs> uh yeah. I would just like to say, like, if you listen to this podcast, which you do, which I've recently found out a lot more people are listening than I thought. I'll get into that once we're done, guys. But uh, you should take our stuff to Vegas. Because overall, overall, <laughs> I crunched the numbers. Overall, we are 614 as a group. I mean, that is over 500. Just saying, you might want to listen to us. Go to Vegas. Maybe maybe spread a little money around. And what we but me in particular, I, I want points. I want some money. Uh, yeah. He is still number one. That's right. Although he had the worst week of the three of us. Uh, Rich and I went 10 and 6, or 0 and 9 and 7. Uh, I, I'm at 601. Rich is at 605. Rose at 631. That's what I'm saying. Together, I, it's, we're all picking over 600 people. You know, we're better odds than flipping a coin. Just saying. <laughs> Shit, I've watched so, enough fucking NBC, or NBC, excuse me. <clears throat> I've watched enough uh, Fox and CBS and NFL Network coverage of pregame shit. We do better than some of those fucking so-called experts. Yes, <laughs> we do. Uh, oh, and I'd like to point out I've now reserved the right to talk shit to you about fantasy football, Earl, until next year. You got one out of me, but I, be- I beat you in the I series. Beat you twice. What? No, we played three times. I beat you two out of the three times. Yeah, but it took a lot of injuries and suspensions. Oh, yeah, but I beat you two out of the three times. Holmes. That's right. Stats, I got it. Rich, Rich and I. That's right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Any, yeah, pesky record, proving who yeah. won more games. Right. Rich and I have a, a rubber match coming up this week. Because uh, he beat the fuck out of the guy who doesn't set his lineup. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he really did. All right. Thursday Night Football. This would have been a good game uh, 10 years ago. But <laughs> now, not so much. Broncos at the Colts. I mean, Broncos are four and nine. Colts are three and ten. Colts are at home. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I just can't believe I'm about to say this. Give me the Colts. I think their offense has more idea of what's going on as a group than the Broncos does. I think the Broncos' four victories are squarely because of their defense. I'm I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna involve stats a little bit more than than that. I'm gonna point out a stat that's fucking dumbfounding to me. Broncos are zero and six on the road. Damn. All four of their wins came at home, and the Colts are two and four at home. So, I mean, to me that that zero and six on the road, that's just oof, that stands out. So give me the Colts on this. Can I take Mulligan? This sucks. No. It's Thursday night. I suck on Thursday night calls. These two teams blow huge goats. <laughs> it's anybody's game. 
This quite is a 50-50. I'm going with the home team. Give me the Colts. Broncos are done, son. Did we all just pick the Colts? I think so. That's like the first time that may have happened in the course of this podcast. Saturday football. JS, just saying. But yes, so it is... You know, they say it's the most wonderful time of year. It's usually for that Christmas bullshit. No! It's the time of year where we get a Saturday game. All right. We got two of them. First one, we got the toilet seat, as Earl likes to refer to him, coming to Ford Field, facing the Lions. I will be consistent and say that the Bears are a losing team, so the Lions should win this one. Picking the Lions. Yeah, give me the Lions. This sucks. Give me the Lions. What do you mean this sucks? Because I watched what, what happened. Watch what happened one time when they came to Ford Field. I was there for the Calvin Johnson catch. The the, the, uh, the as much as I shit on them, the Lions are better this year than the Bears. They should win this game, and it, ain't, it has nothing to do with records. Just they're a better football team. Uh, ooh, the other Saturday game. This game means something, huh? The, oh yeah, it does. The, I believe technically the Chargers are in first place uh, if you go by uh, division record uh, taking on the Chiefs they're at Arrowhead dude no way it's, I, I really think the Chargers are frauds give me the Chiefs man Chargers frauds with a four game winning streak that's some hellacious frauds, man. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, fuck. Uh, give me the Chargers. Ooh. You're out there on an island. There's no way. No way Andy Reid is going to let the Chargers beat him at home. He's got the crowd. He's got the, I have to win this. He's got to figure out the secondary with Flowers. Nah, I got to go with the Chiefs. Oh, Rich is lone wolfing it. All right. Uh Uh-oh. No howl? No howl, Rich? No. (laughs) All right, next. uh, Gross. Next up, Dolphins, Bills. Starting the Sunday slate. Uh. Mmm. Uh. Well, you know what? Not Bills, they're at home. It's going to be cold. Dolphins are used to Miami. Give me the Bills. Boom. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, is he going to say it or am I going to have to say it? Give me the Bills. I'm going Dolphins. Give me the fish. They're coming off a win against Patriots. They're jacked up. They got a hell of a running back with Drake. I, I, I just, I don't think the Bills know what the fuck's going on. They keep benching Tyrod Taylor. Fucking Nathan keeps getting injured. Nah. They just keep turning around and trying to do the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. Apparently. (laughs) Next up, man. Here's a game that could get chippy. It has in the past. Rivalry that sprung up overnight. Literally. Ravens 
heading to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, taking on the Browns. Hey, come on, really? Give me the Ravens. Yeah, give me the Ravens. I, I could say give me Cleveland and not lose. <laughs> it's first Cleveland versus second Cleveland. Give me the Ravens. Hey, you want the original Browns. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, next up, Bengals at Vikings. Uh, give me the Vikings. They just took a bad beat. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Give me the Vikings. I, I just, Bengals have no, I have no faith they can, they're going to go to Minnesota and win. Their record doesn't show it. The Vikings are 5-1 and one at home. Give me the Vikes. Yeah, the Vikings are at home. Bengals are banged up. That ever since the freaking Pittsburgh game, they haven't recovered. Their people, everybody's in concussion protocol. Kirkpatrick, perfect. Everybody. Uh, yeah, no Vikings. I mean, dude, there's look. I just to double back for a split second. There's a lot of truth to what Roethlisberger said about that's just AFC North football. It's football. You're right. I mean, dude. You got the Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns all in one conference. Or not conference, but... Uh, uh, Division. Division, thank you. It is almost 4 o'clock in the morning. And, uh-huh. I mean, dude, it, it's just... <sighs> those teams do not like each other. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And even though the Browns are 0-13, they're not going to give a fuck. They're going to be like, let's see if we can fucking leave some bodies on the fucking field by the time we walk off. Problem is, they'll be leaving their own bodies on the field. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Going to New Orleans. Taking on the Saints. Josh McClown. Breaking his hand. The Bryce Petty era begins. You're fucking done, son. And it will begin with a loss. <laughs> Give me the Saints. <laughs> yeah, Owen oh, the Saints. Owen oh, the Saints. <laughs> yeah, give me the Saints. Oh, yeah, definitely Saints. All right. Next up, the Eagles taking on the Giants. Ooh. Uh, the Giants are at home. We got no Carson Wentz. Eagles already clinched the division. I'm gonna go on limb here and pick the Giants. I normally I don't do this. Why? Everything I just said. What you think? So you think the Eagles are like, eh, fuck it, we got nothing to play for. Yeah, we got the division. Let's not hurt our fucking selves. Plus, again. Nick Foles, who probably hasn't played it down since the preseason. Giants got something to prove. You know, you got old watermelon head back at quarterback. Yeah, give me the Giants. I see. I think. I think it's the opposite for the Eagles. They they have a reason to play. They they want to believe that their fucking their championship hopes are still alive with with or without Wentz. I think they're going to go out there and they're going to fucking they're going to hand it to the Giants. Who are just, I mean, they're ripe for it. Who are you picking? Oh, the Eagles. Eagles. Really, dude? 
Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, I, I listened, but he, he didn't say, like, he said it was handing it to the Giants. He was going to hand them what? An ass whooping? A victory? What? Yes. That yes, was implied. Yeah, even without Carson Wentz, that defense is still going to turn up. And uh, Eli Manning, yeah, dude, you're fucking done, son. Th- that whole team. I Different coach is... Yeah, no, dude. Eagles. I can't even. I can't even put it into words what I think of the Giants this season. Well, did you see the graphic that Fox put up under Eli Manning the first series he was on the field? It says... Eli Manning has started 211 of the 200 the last 212 games. I was like, way to rub it in. <laughs> it's kind of a dick move on Fox's part, but all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows. <laughs> uh, all right. Next game up, Cardinals at the Redskins. Yawn. Give the Redskins just because they have their first string quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give me the Redskins. Uh, not a fan of either one of these teams. Mm-hmm. All right, this is my leap of faith. I'm going Cardinals. All right, Earl's lone wolf pick. I even penciled you in for the Redskins. Now I gotta go back and change it and shit. All right, next up, the Packers at the Panthers. I don't give a fuck if the Panthers are at home. A Aaron is coming back. He's gonna be pissed, and he's got something to play for, namely a wild card spot. Give me the pack. Oh yeah, definitely. Huh. Two in a row. Give me the Panthers. I, I, I like Cam the fact that... Just like Peter Pan against this week. No, I like that AA Ron's coming back and all's going to be well, but it isn't. My man just got fixed and had pins and shit in his body. I, I don't think he's going to be close to season form after missing all that time. He, he throws he 400 started. yards and six touchdowns. You can eat those words. Okay. Stats, man. <laughs> next up the Texans at the Jaguars this is easy give me the Jags I mean the Jaguars proved to us a long time ago they're for real this season yeah Jags I'm taking bets on how long Tom Savage stays in Jags alright ooh uh huh next up uh Rams at the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson tells what's his nuts to hold his beer. Jared Goff. And they're at home. Dude, you can never count Seattle out at home. I don't know, man. Rams are strong on the road. They got a better home or a road record than they do home record. I know I pointed that out before, but I mean, it's just, I don't need, they don't play a home game, really. They're just road dogs all season, pretty much, so, 
I don't think that's going to be that big of a factor. I understand 12th man, all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, give me the Rams. Not this time, Rich. Uh, I think it's a solid trunk you're out on. It's not a limb. Uh, I'm going to go Rams, too. The Seahawks la- lost this week against the Jaguars. Jaguars, great team. We established that, like I said. However, Blake Bortles isn't near as good as Jared Goff. And Jared Goff's doing it with a lot less talent than Blake Bortles. Around him, I'm saying. With Leonard Fournette and all of this. So, yeah, I I don't see the Seahawks actually stopping. The Legion of Boom's still out, man. So, yeah. Gotta have the Rams this time. All right. Sunday night football. No, wait. Is it Sunday night game? It's gotta nope. be the Sunday night game. It's nope. not? Nope. You're right, it's not. Patriots at the Steelers. Must I'm sure watch. they might not flex this one to Sunday night. Uh, Must give watch. me the Pats. Yeah, this is going to be... Uh, just give me the Pats, dude. They just laid a fucking egg against Miami. Oh, Steelers are at home. Dude, give me Pats. All day. Fucking, you know what? I mean? Bill Belichick still uses a goddamn pencil and paper on the sidelines. I noticed that on Monday night. Taking notes like he's in class and shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers got like pads and headsets and Bluetooth and all that shit now. Belichick's just still out there with a fucking like golf pencil and a fucking post-it pad. Yeah, in the pads. I'm conflicted here. It means more to the Steelers to win this game. They're still all types of trumped up from, you know, their last two weeks. Yeah, Brady's going to be pissed, and yeah, they dropped it to the Dolphins, but no, I'm going to go Steelers, guys. Steelers are at home. They need this to get the home field advantage. Miami beat them because, and Chris brought this up, Miami got more pumped up than the Patriots did. They just got really jacked and ready to play. And it's, that's not ever a trouble for Pittsburgh to do. They come, they wake up that way. So. <laughs> I roll out of bed, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I take a shit and I, tr- I got to stand up and I look in the toilet and I go, you got jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> And I flush that shit. I don't even wipe. I just hop in the shower. How <laughs> jacked up I am. I started the shower, bitches. Oh, man. <laughs> now we come jacked. Oh, all right. Moving on. Um, Titans at the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Titans. <laughs> what? It's the Garoppolo era, baby. <laughs> what Not happened? This week. 
<laughs> Not when Eden Five's playing three and ten. <laughs> Come on, man! They've won two in a row. They're yeah, the, the they're, shit out of the Texans. <laughs> They're, they they have not lost since Garoppolo started. Come on, man. That's true. That's true. They beat the Bears. Ass. <laughs> well, that, that changes this week. Yeah, beating the Bears' ass is like being the smartest kid in a special ed class. It doesn't really fucking count. Being the smartest kid on the short bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the smartest kid with Down syndrome, but you're still retarded, so it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> yeah, give me the Titans. Uh, all this shit talking, and I bet you 49ers win. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. This I should be our pick. fuck lock of I the week. <laughs> that way they do win. <laughs> I, I, I gotta pick the Titans. It's an established team. But, uh, yeah, might be a trap game. Alright. But you're, for the record, you are still picking the Titans? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta pick the Titans. Okay. Here's a whole lot of shit show. All right. Yeah. So next up, the Cowboys at the Raiders for the Sunday night game. Uh, back in September, I bet people had a lot more hope for this matchup than what's happening. Uh, both teams are headed for meh this year. Raiders had an opportunity last week. They fucking blew it. Uh, but... Give me the Raiders. They're healthy. Cowboys are missing a piece of their puzzle. Give me Raiders. I cannot fucking believe how different a team they are without Zeke. Like, it is it is night and day. If I'm a Cowboys fan, it is troubling because running backs don't have long careers and they're the most prone to injury pretty much. Ah. Uh, but anyways, now that commentary is over with. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Cowboys still got something to play for. They're seven and six. No, and the Cowboys are a legit good road team, also. But how many of those games were with Zeke? No, I get that. Uh, no, I can't. I, I got to pick the Cowboys here. I, I got to think that they got to try to get to the playoffs, just hold on long enough for Zeke to get back. And if they lose to the Raiders, they're fucking done. You're fucking done, son. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to let that happen. They got to win this game. All right. So that is two for Oakland. One for Dallas. Next up, Monday night. Falcons at the Buccaneers. Wah, wah. This is easy. Give me Falcons. Jesus. I don't even know why I thought the Bucs would even end up 500 this season. Everything was against it. Give me the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Not even close. I I don't know what happened. According to uh, Gruden, there was a lot of injuries and people going in and out of where they're supposed to. Uh, he tried to stand up for the Bucks as best he could, but uh, 
Sorry, man. They're just a shit show. Falcons. He don't. He don't know what happened. I know what happened. They put on the Buccaneers uniform and went out and played. They're the Buccaneers. The <laughs> There's no mystery to it. They put on them ugly ass Division three high school football uniforms and lost to the Lions and made it made it closer than it should have been. Actually, that's more on the Lions, but still, you get my point. Uh huh. Fucking, I cannot believe. Seriously, seriously, that score should have been through the roof. How you going? I don't know which is more incompetent: the Bucks for turning it over five times, or the Lions not taking advantage of those turnovers. Was it was was the it, Lions? Was it the toilet bowl of the week last week? Because it should have been. <laughs> Jesus. The shit show. Oh, God. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Uh, what was this about? We got more listeners than we thought? Yeah, no, just I finally dove into the raw stats that we get from the website and actually started researching what all these crazy codes that I get mean. Yeah. Uh, we have more listeners than we thought, like, as a whole, as a group, as a podcast, as a network. Did you want to hear that or? Yeah, fuck yeah. Because I want to thank everybody who's been listening. This is more than we thought. So thank you. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us. It's basically, I found a a stat where it was like, before we, with the services that I was subscribing to, we're just getting people to just down, straight up download a whole episode. I found the stat that was also giving us like when they listen to it in a player or shit like that. So, yeah, we're in the whole picture now, not just part of it. And I'm canceling that fucking stat service. It's charging me money because you're not giving me all my fucking info. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast. You can email the show Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. And until next week, thank you for listening. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.